On this episode, we are a Canadian dollar for the sound. We do a little bit of civil disobedience with the wind-up toys themselves. Cap down on Checkered Past, the Skycast. What up, Checkerheads? Welcome to Checkered Past, the Scodcast with Celine and Rob. The show where, uh, this sucks. I'm just gonna <laughs> preface it. It's the show where, uh, Maynard James and the Kings of Bree and, uh, <laughs> John Stewart, one million dollars, one million dollars, explore the history and impact of a different band each episode. Hope to bring in new fans along the way. No, fucking awful. I'm Rob, and this is my sister and co-host, Celine. A professional. I have no idea what you said, what you're talking <laughs> That's about. Good. I got the hundred gex thing, but after that... And- yeah, I, I, and here is our co-host <laughs> with the most toast, Engineer Joey. All of this toast is not helping me parse out what the fuck you're talking it's about. It's too early for what I did, too. That's the other thing. It's uh, Those were English economics people. Okay. And I shoveled okay. them into uh, ska stuff, yeah. English so, economics people. Yeah. Not like not like John Stewart, the so, TV host. No, it's John Stewart Mills and oh. Maynard James Keynes. <laughs> oh, I, I thought that was a tool thing. Yeah, I know, right? It gets really close to a tool thing. <laughs> I have to talk about tool too much in my day to day life because one of the guys <laughs> I work with loves tool, and he found out like I'm a metal guy that I like metal. And you're like, that's not metal though. But I'm try, try but I like him. He's Did you such ask a nice him? Guy. Does he know right. the pieces fit? <laughs> I Did you ask him? <laughs> I keep bringing up Do Maynard James Keenan's wine. Fit? And he keeps being like, oh, his wine's pretty good. I'm like, there's no fucking When way. I was 13 and I <laughs> discovered no who he way. was, I did think he was very cool. Yeah, he's got I mean, some real Mike Patton thought, vibes. We all thought he was smart. I did. I thought he was yeah. a genius. We, we I was like, wow, smart he's smarter guys. than me. I don't get it, but there's, he knows and I don't. There's guys like, like so there's Maynard James Keenan. He Keenan's, knows the pieces fit. Yeah, he does know. Mm-hmm. And then Mike Patton and Devin Townsend. Who you're just like, these these guys are just too smart because they make the weirdest music. Yeah. And then you grow up and you're like, oh no, they're just Do you know who I thought was shit. really smart <laughs> and I still think is really smart? Dennis Lixon from the Refused. Okay, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a pretty sure. smart guy. Yeah, I feel, I believe in the like Swedish education system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he seems to know a lot about capitalism. And, and how, how much he is. doesn't like it. Yeah, so yeah. I, I mean he's fairly well read, I would think. <laughs> Shall we uh, go into our uh, segment and Here pick it up where we left off? Yeah. Pick it up, pick it up. Where we left off, pick it up, pick it up. Where we left off. Then are you going to capture this moment? Yeah. I'm just... We are oh, wow, wow. fueled by oh, sea change. change. Oh, so satisfying. Yeah. Who doesn't love that sound? Yeah. What are you drinking today, Joey? Uh, I'm drinking a Death Wave. D- delicious. Wave. Because uh, it's delicious and also it's real freaking cold. So I didn't want to like like a light beer so it doesn't slow me down oh yeah i'm more of a dark beer on a cold day a porter that'll be later when i'm editing <laughs> that's fair <laughs> porters and stouts mm. Mm, yummy god it's so good i haven't had a death wave in like a few weeks because we've been drinking that blonde stuff yeah it's good i love it 
Should we talk about how fucking cold it is? That's what we want to talk about. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, we have to. We have no choice. Uh, so uh, for those paying attention to the news, and apparently it's reached all corners of the globe. Yeah. It's minus 41 degrees in Edmonton right now. Well, several weeks ago it was. Yeah, several as weeks ago. Recording. As of recording. Yeah, yeah, currently we aren't pre-cogs and able to determine the the sense Celsius's of the three weeks from now. Uh, what is what is forty one minus forty one C to F is, uh, is almost minus. Um, 40. It's exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah. So, so why? Her, How does that work? Because uh, uh, the Fahrenheit system is totally fucked. And <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, if you want to, how would you describe the cold, Joey? You had a like, good. You go outside. <laughs> you know what? What I will say is we're so dry here that like it's not bearable, but it is weirdly a little bit bearable if you bundle. Because it doesn't get into your bones. But you walk outside, it's immediately, like, face pain. And your lungs yeah. hurt. Yeah. It, like, yeah. hurts to breathe. Yeah, if you're not wearing a mask or a scarf or something to that effect to filter the air going into your body, it literally, like, feels like icicles stabbing your lungs when yes. you take a big <laughs> breath. Yep. Um, you cannot, like, you can't have any skin exposed. Yeah. No. Uh, for more than a couple of minutes, the like, dogs are pooping inside. Yeah, well, one of our dogs pooped inside today. Oh, our dog pooped just, inside as well. Yeah, yeah I took my dogs to the salon and they had mad. six poops. I just like you could tell their body was taking over. Like they yeah. didn't really want to poop inside, but then they were like, "Oh, it's coming." Yeah, it's it, two days worth of poops I've been holding in. I mean, if if like we'll go outside with them with their coats on. I literally picked up my little dog and like just plopped her on the ground so she wouldn't have to walk on the snow, just so she could do her business and then pick her up and bring her back and still that's like not enough yeah it's because i will say if i had to run out naked and go poop and run back in it would suck but i could do it and that's what i want to try to tell my dogs because <laughs> it's not that snowy really no it would no, suck no, i'd be uncomfortable yeah, no. but if i had to go run out poop go back in i could i yeah. could and i would be okay it would suck <laughs> Make it a little i'd lift up a little one little paw at a time yeah but I could do pause. it. <laughs> and Edmonton uh, reached a record for the most energy consumption that it's ever had in one single day. And we got like an emergency <laughs> alert text last night telling us to not use too much power. It's insane because they told us to not use booster cables, but you can't. Your car will be dead and you won't be able to use it if you don't plug in your they, car. They, yeah, they told you not to plug in your, your car. They said like, don't. Like, well, they said know. don't plug. Block yeah, heaters. block heaters and, and yeah. EVs. They said don't plug them in. I was like, everyone's going to do that. I'll just shut off my dishwasher. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, maybe don't be an asshat and like run like your dishwasher. And, well, you like... were saying people had their Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Someone, like, I was almost stupid. gonna go to their door. I was just like, a like enough. B stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're literally midway through January at this point. Like, well, they you don't need them on anyway. to be be to begin with. Yeah, like, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like, um, it sucks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah you But it, like what makes it. you feel like a fucking idiot? And like, cl- like every day, I put my clown face on, like, just like starting. I just start my car every like three, four. I wake up in the night, anyways, like always. So I just would. I Joey got me a car starter for Christmas, so like every three, four hours, because we can't find my block heater cord and have to park outside. I like turn on my car starter, like in the like every four or five hours, just to make sure it starts. Yeah. I probably passed. I probably passed at least like two people like getting boosts on their cars like on the way here. Yeah. And you guys live like less than five minutes drive away from my house. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so cold that um they can't even really do anything about like the roads and stuff for the most part. Like, it's it's an ice rink. Yes, also, yeah. the whole thing is an ice. When rink. I drove home on Friday, there was some gravel out. 
But basically, imagine driving on an ice rink with hills. <laughs> And every stop, some sand. Every yeah, every time there's an intersection, um, it's so icy that people can't like get a grip, so they spin their wheels, which melts the snow, which immediately freezes, which makes it glare ice again. And then also, the city has been. Uh, they have some trucks that are doing gravel, but they have other sal- trucks that are doing salt. But the salt does nothing because it only works until minus fifteen or minus twenty Celsius, which we're well, well beyond that. So the salt just hits the ice melts the top of it <laughs> stops working refreezes and again <laughs> creates even more glare ice so like it's, it's literally I just can't really like stop. driving around and winter tires don't make you stop on ice they help you on snow yeah they help the only you on thing snow. that would help you on ice is like chains on your tires or studded like, tires yeah or studded tires yeah it's it's fucking wild <laughs> it and, is. and on top of that and like, we're just going to work i just straight up yeah. like went to like i did not miss one single day all of not my going. clients still Mine wanted either. their i do yeah. hair yeah Hair. My, my boss... I gave someone the option. I was because they were coming from Spruce Grove, which is a suburb, so it's like almost an hour drive. And I was like, "Hey, I can like squeeze you. Like, don't bother coming." They're like, "No, we're coming." Yeah, uh, my, my boss like, like on we Friday, do not stop. On Friday, my boss was like, "Oh yeah, if your vehicle would have started, <laughs> it would have been fine. If you like, I expected somebody to not make it in today." Oh yeah, and and both of us were like fucking vehicle starts we come into work man i don't know yeah. what to tell you yeah i know like i you know you watch tv and you see stuff about like snow days i'm like what the fuck is this never snow? had a yeah, i think never one had never time. never yeah. had a snow day in my life no, we just one keep time we just keep going this is uh not this particular cold snap but when i was in grade 11 or 12 uh my hometown had a cold snap that was so cold that it was like minus 47 with the wind chill or something like that and because it was not lower than minus 45 pre-wind chill the schools would not close <laughs> that was the number minus 45 without wind chill and i never got a day off of school because of it the girl i was dating the inside of like the inside panel of what girl i'll kill her panel of her uh like the door of her, her car broke off when Good. i opened the door one time she deserves it because it was frozen dating you before i met you <laughs> how dare when you were like yeah. how dare she rude <laughs> yeah. I didn't know, but I mean, we'll talk about this after the podcast. <laughs> it's changed everything. We'll bring this it's up later, everything. don't we? We'll bring this up later. <laughs> All right, let's let's, let's start. <laughs> we are absolutely thrilled to introduce our guest. He's the singer, songwriter, bedroom ska punk artist from Merry Old England, whose debut album A for Effort, E for Attainment, is streaming everywhere through Ska Punk International Records for his first non-bracketed appearance. Common Sense Kid, a.k.a. Craig, is here. Hey, Craig. Hi. Craig. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. No longer, no longer in the brackets. I'm in the main event now. That's right. right. You get a numbered episode. Ah, Whoa. Ah, I can truly about. embarrass myself by talking about <laughs> a UK ska punk band and everyone over here fucking hating me for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. They'll hate us for not knowing anything. <laughs> Have you, did you listen to the best ofs, Craig? Um, probably not because it's been Christmas. I've been like, oh, oh yeah, you would. I wasn't, wasn't working. Like I usually do it when I'm like working. So right. I've only just started work last week. So did you? So, so have has have you heard the supercut? No. <laughs> yeah, oh. there's a jo- supercut. Joey, I need you to find it. It's love because there's something very important oh, that is we. It, we'll... Is it the amount of times I said in it? Uh, no, <laughs> it's far superior to that. Is it good? It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. So I, <laughs> your ca- your catchphrases right. that you're known Am for. Am I playing it? Is that what you want? Yeah, to try to yeah. get it in there. Yeah, okay. Well, oh, we you don't 
you just you just look for it while we we chit chat. Yeah. Um. Oh no. <laughs> so okay. But uh, it, while we do that, it's been six months since you were last it's on. How's it? Uh, maybe like four or five. But <laughs> <laughs> who's counting? Uh, catch us up. Catch the listener up. What is new in the world of Common Sense Kid? I you just new- played your first live show or no. whatever. No, we, 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 no we, that's what I'm saying. Last, last time. time. Oh, last time. Yes, we had talked about live shows. Yeah. I bought a new keyboard. Wow. <gasps> big day. Big year. That is it. I've done absolutely fucking. <laughs> so, it has, it has more no, than like 25 keys though, right? Yeah. I can't remember how many it's got. Probably says it on this set. 49. It says it on Whoa. It. Yeah. 49? <laughs> that's twice as you many. You don't count almost. every exactly. key every time you get a keyboard? Um, but no, my life is actually very mundane. I've been doing work <laughs> and dad shit. That's all and right. That what that... kind of what kind of cool dad shit have you been up to? Uh, my four year olds just started learning to ride a bike that we got for Christmas, and she could do it. Balance bikes, parents, if you're the way forward, balance bikes are the way forward because both my kids have never needed stabilizers. So sweet, yeah, yeah. I saw the video of that. Let's fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. literally it. this the. She was on it the second time last weekend. That was in the garden. Don't really count. It's not very long. But yesterday we took her out and she fucking bombed it along. Hell yeah. Didn't fall off. Amazing. My yeah. kid can't really uh, ride the bike. <laughs> Even though he's been to bike camp. <laughs> yeah. How many summers in a row? Well, at least like two or three now. Yeah. <laughs> can't really. I mean, really I'm a well, I am, I am your, ne- I am my nephew, yeah. but like, I remember it took me a while to, I love my bike now, but it, it took me a long time to yeah, I can't ride a bike. She, she says uh, her balance is terrible so <laughs> we're all different hopefully people. they got their their balance from me hopefully <laughs> <laughs> but yeah other than that not much going on to be quite honest just the english not known for their balance i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <Even> <laughs> why? at least the women <laughs> i really need you to tell us what's the deal with beans and uh tell everybody oh yeah not everybody's on twitter yeah you need the bean uh, update. so you need to give a, a big bean, bean update. update yeah I, i've got a terrible sense of humor where <laughs> we know where someone mentions beans or english food i'll double down on the ridiculousness and i will drive a joke into a ground until <laughs> i no longer find it funny but Couldn't i've be us. been finding the beans thing funny for about two months now so oh, i'll continue it's, it, still yeah. it's still funny it's still funny it's still, yeah, funny, it's still funny. funny i want to know though how long this baby jerry thing is going to go on for yeah because... that's not that hasn't been funny since day one <laughs> Because that was immediately unfunny. There was like one tweet. One I tweet really enjoy how you lost interest yourself, Joe, in it so quickly. Because it started <laughs> off with like just basically bashing the keyboard. And it's like. Just goo goo gaga. Yeah. And it's okay. like, how long have I got to put up with this for? And then he started going, everything's now translated by the baby AI. And like, <laughs> he's lost interest in the in the bit already. That's, but he's carried on with it. That's a joke, right? That's a no, bit. it was funny for like one day. <laughs> Okay, so sometimes I get into bits, and then I'm what? like, how do, I, how do I get myself out of this you d- bit? Nobody cares. You could just sense. change your process. That's what I've done. Nobody's no. looking for the transition no. of your you character need, into you, another. You, you can just change arc. your profile pic. You need an arc? No one will notice. <laughs> you know what? You're really just chasing the... We're getting the far away from clip. beans. We're getting far no, away yeah. from beans. No, no. no. We're, we're moving into <laughs> new territories with interesting bits that are different okay so what's i want to go back to beans 
we need bean deets. Do you think okay. it was Justin or Aaron? Was it Justin or Aaron more that right. were? It was Kyle that started it. Oh uh, right, it was Kyle. Yeah, it's Kyle yeah. start, I can't even fucking remember now. It's how ridiculous it is. And it's just so Twitter, Twitter pals, tw- Scott yeah. Twitter pals. Yeah, and, and then Power Up got involved. And yeah, then they really did. They really I, did. I think it was one of the memes that I searched while putting the kids to bed disturbed them a little bit. I'm not sure. <laughs> I can't speak for Power Up, but because that they were like, "That's horrible." Or I'm gonna have nightmares about that. As Lots like, of right. pictures of beans on toes, different ways of beans on toes, slimy. I'm gonna find more pictures of beans now. So, um, <laughs> and I'm a person that has two kids and fucking a lot of free time on my hands. So, <laughs> I decided that I would search for every fucking bean meme I could find. <laughs> bean save meme. It to, save it to my phone. Um, I found a thing that was like on a reddit thing of where beans aren't supposed to be <laughs> this is funny like a subreddit of like beans being where they like, shouldn't be thinking, that's fun how can i tie this in in a funny way so you know and then i just take the image that i found for oh, i could use that here <laughs> i could use that here i'm pretty sure people think that i'm generally obsessed with beans i put it on record i'm not i've only had beans three times this week <laughs> that's a lot of in beans a in a week yeah yeah I'm pretty sure I got beans. Well, so as well. I should say, was that a all... joke that you didn't think three times having beans was not a lot of beans? <laughs> no, or I was have, that serious? I, I have legitimately had beans. F- yeah. But I, the joke is that I need, I want to know if you think seriously if that's not a lot of beans. To eat. <laughs> I don't think it's like an obsessive amount of beans. It's not <laughs> an obsessive. It is. It's, is uh, it? hi, you have a, a high, high amount of beans, amount so, of beans wait, wait, in your wait. diet. I got, I, got I got to ask some important questions. Yeah. When you <laughs> say you eat three, be, three be, beans three times I had a beans week. Of three, no, I had beans. No, just this week. <laughs> yeah, I just this week. Beans. I understand. I understand. It's, um, not, it's not a <laughs> weekly occurrence. Okay. Right. I'm like, I've had beans three times this week. But we're we'll ask you always, next week. <laughs> okay, okay, but always baked beans? Oh. Yeah. Or I've like chickpeas? I've had kidney beans this week as well. Okay, so okay. okay. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, so meaty beans. So so eating a lot so of meaty beans. If we're, if, yeah. if, if we're referring to beans, and then I've had beans four times this week. I've right. had ba- I've had baked beans three times this week. Oh, okay. One you had a fourth bean. Kidney, kidney beans. beans. Yeah. That's all these, and you weren't originally going to count that into your bean count. <laughs> no, I thought we were just. Okay, we need a common beans. sense kid weekly bean count. Yeah. That's good. Another thing to do. We we need we yeah. need a uh, a really tech savvy um like checker head out there to make a ROM of Robotnik's mean bean machine, but have it be common sense's kids mean bean machine, mm-hmm. where it's just like that game but with Craig throwing the bean. You are like giving a little Eggman energy. Um, <laughs> is it the bald yeah. head? Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> you need a big fake <laughs> orange mustache. Yeah, the big That's orange, orange, big orange mustache. Time, I come on a fucking podcast and then get insulted <laughs> by Celine. Um, and that little machine that so, you're always flying around in. Yeah. <laughs> and you keep kidnapping uh, animals. Yeah. yeah. You I don't know really why you got it out it. for Sonic. Of the four of us, you've seen more hedgehogs than hey, any of us. You are Dr. <laughs> Robotnik. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm trying to save them, unlike my neighbor. So. <laughs> That's true. You're not trying to make them into robots. Put poison all over his fucking grass. That's so mean. Your neighbor sucks. Don't get him. Oh, it doesn't what want the kind of the little hedgehogs? <laughs> <laughs> what brand of bean are you eating? <laughs> Heinz. 
Is it straight up um, Heinz? Like, is that, no, is that what you pour no. on your toast? No, come on. It's got no, beans. I'm not fucking rich. I just get the supermarket brand one. <laughs> is there a bean store? But if, if I'm going to give my opinion on beans, then yes, please. I need this. Okay. okay. New, 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 new segment. Common sense kids. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll call it mean bean machine. I like or or <laughs> bean meme. Beans, bean <laughs> meme. <laughs> what I need to do is start doing bean review videos and saying that yeah. Power Up have sponsored them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. By so, the way, hey, just devil's bean now. review. Common sense kids bean review sponsored by Power Up Go. Yeah. Uh, Branston. Branston beans are my favorite. Branston. Okay. Branston. Thing is though, is that. In the t-shirt recently released, you can purchase out commonsensekid.co.uk, is I've used Heinz because Heinz is globally recognized. Right. Correct. Beans, whereas also, the, said blue is a nice, the blue is a nice color. Personally, you I, I, I only wear black things because, you know. <laughs> Except for you being <laughs> no, sure. No, this is a true story. Is that I once, my other, my other half was like, you should bring more color into your life. Like, you always wear black. So it's like, okay, it doesn't suit me, but fine we'll go put some t-shirts on so i started wearing different colors she's like i don't i don't like it, it doesn't <laughs> i've told like, joey the opposite <laughs> i've seen like, pictures of him when he was more like spooky and like emo and then he went colorful <laughs> he's looking great in color he's got i actually did give him sweater. that sweater yeah, to be fair very, it looks very nice um and yeah yeah i was like can you start wearing more black <laughs> can i dye your <laughs> hair black she's constantly trying can to dye I, my yeah, hair black i am I am. I'm like trying to push that. And I'm I like, didn't get I spooky. Emo Joey. Not, Maybe that's yeah, your next story I, arc. So emo funny. Joey. He was, he's handsome now, emo-y. obviously. Un- objectively a handsome guy. But Emo Joey was so cute. And but I didn't I'm, get any spooky The Joey. issue is, as I get older, I worry about black hair, black eyeliner, just Billy Joel Armstrong Joey. Plus, that's why you live in Canada. Billy it's Joey cold, Armstrong. So your skin is extra <laughs> yeah. pasty. So yeah. I know. I'm already embarrassed, pre-embarrassed going to Mexico. I look like Marilyn Manson right now. I looked at my legs the other day. It was truly shocking. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to have to be on the resort and people are going to be like, I feel like the people that are work there are like, look at those fucking uh, No, no, babies. because everyone else is going to be like, we're going to show up and people are going to have been there for four days and they're all going to look like lobsters I'm gonna, because they're in the same that's fucking That's my boat goal. As us, I don't want to be right? a lobster. My goal is to, I'm okay being like Marilyn Manson on the beach, but I just don't want to be lobster lady. I don't want to be that. tattooed lobster girl on the beach. Yeah. People are already like, I've That's how every British person is when they go abroad. It's like, yeah. I literally burn within five minutes. There's a fucking picture of someone called Craig that is a fucking meme. And he's burnt <laughs> and he's got Craig tattooed across his back. And just, and <laughs> uh, so we, so one more dumb thing before yeah. we talk about music. Um, we have the supercut. Oh, yeah, the supercut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. this is a good transition. So, so this is important. You need to hear this. I, I'm really, okay. I'm, it's fun that we're playing it twice because I'm glad we get a live reaction. Yes, it's important. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> Common Sense Kid, Craig is here. All right, mate, can I have a pint of scar, please? It's always grey, miserable little island. <laughs> I love Canada. Like, really worsely at point. Like, it'll come out during the interview, I'm sure. Like, it'll just be like... All right there, my name's Craig from Somerset, how are you doing? <laughs> I don't know what foppish is. My name is Michael Cohn. Hit me, <laughs> hit me, hit me with your rhythm stick. Oh, can I go, can I go to the toilet? I was actually offended yeah, when I, I heard say that, that, again, that cover. Ooh, I'm not into that. Father, father, <laughs> would you like to name the madness songs that you like for this thing I'm doing? It's a podcast, Daddy. Not my boss. No one, no one's a boss of me, Chris. 
It's like he needs to poo or burp, I'm not sure. This is exactly like me if I was to do a podcast about Scarpunk. And I'd be like, all oh, the British bands are the best bands because it's true. Is Joe making a proper tally chart? Oh, how professional. Look how chuffed he is. He's so happy with himself. He thinks PG Tips is the best tea in the UK. It's not. Is an inferior tea bag. <laughs> your favourite dirty old Brit. I am a cider drinker. I'm number one. I am a professional. I always say that people hate me. So there we go. So whilst I'm fine with Joey, you know, he could release the song if he wanted. The fact that Chris helped him, not happy about that. As you can tell, I'm really good at talking about myself. I'm hungover as fuck. You turn up at the borderline, you've both got your sets of scooters about to start all out war. If you subscribe to Patreon, you can see Rob's face in real time when he realises that he was going to lose that one. It's like that, it's like that bit of The Simpsons where you see, is it uh, Ralph's heartbreak? Fun thing to say is that Ralph's like a microwave of Popty Pink. And I got on the stage and my mouth instantly went dry, like Sahara Desert, because of nerves. So I ended up chugging uh, Red Mountain Dew. But basically, that's what a Common Against Sense kids show is at the moment. <laughs> really shit karaoke! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hit me. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Bit of a twat, aren't I? <laughs> so, so Craig, do you yeah, have that one one? For your in memoriam segment, because you failed to make the top ten again last year, <laughs> it sounds like a like just somebody slowly becoming more mentally ill. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> right? What's happening there? <laughs> Chris has got more followers than me on Twitter, so he, he don't get it. Uh, um, yeah, um, popularity contest. It's a popularity contest at the end of the day. <laughs> no, he's not funny. I'm fucking funny. We just heard the clip. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. We were all laughing at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 laughing at me, not with me, but yeah. I am a cider drinker. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I, I will say the way I made that, uh, Craig, is that I, I just would have more... literally been crying with laughter while I made that. If I had Sandra <laughs> Chris saying these things and I was going through them, going, that's fucking gold. <laughs> Put it to like sad music. I would be like, it's like when I do those photoshops of Chris, and I'm just literally sat here giggling to myself like a little schoolgirl. This is so funny. Just that's my problem as well. If I think something's funny, I just fucking do it. I don't really care too much. Yeah, I think Joey might be the same with the New Year baby. The way the way I did it, Craig, is I took your stem out, so I didn't even hear what we were talking about. It was just no context context. at all. Which made it so perfect because everything that's, I was that's, like, "That's your new segment, no context, common sense kid." <laughs> yeah, no context, no context, Brits. <laughs> no context, yeah. kid. Yeah, it's oh, like yeah, when I talk- did. Oh yeah, Man, back on the podcast, railroading it again. <laughs> before we get into like the subject of the episode, we had our Sonic Boom Six episode last year, and uh, we had our mega friends on. After you listened to it, you had some thoughts that I thought were really interesting. It was about their like discography and why you think that they, the kind of directions that they went relative to oh. where the UK music industry was. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I thought uh, it was interesting. Uh, I, 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 I don't know if you it. want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, they've always included, like, are we talking about the pendulum thing? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought that they they always encompass like drone bass and jungle in in their sounds and stuff like that and electronic elements. And at that time, um, was it? Oh, fuck! I can't even remember the name. I say propane nightmares because that was the song that came out the trump at the beginning. Right. Um, came out, and it was like a year or so around that, and that album was fucking massive over here. I don't know if it was anywhere no. else in the world, but like only so, so pendulum, like the context I have for them is that when, uh, I can't remember if it was the first or the second one. And I was working at HMV and all we had like this, like core group of people who worked the electronic section yeah. and they always, they were like, we, we only listen to Ed banger and we listen to, um, I don't know what other record labels, Katsuni Maison, like all these like, like heavy electronic stuff. And then Pendulum was their all time favorite band and they were trying to get everybody onto yeah. them. Uh, but it was never on the radio. So yeah. it just, it never got any, any headway. But when I first heard Virus, when that came out, that song, I was like, fuck me. This is like a cross between Scarpunk and Pendulum, but like not completely the same but like i could felt like with the synth and stuff like that i could feel like i could hear elements of it and i was wondering oh maybe they're trying like you could tell that they're probably targeting more mainstream with that album which is but i i love that album I, like you said you you hated it at first whereas i fucking loved it because it was especially like flatline and that song um oh, i love that song now it's like one of my favorite songs so, so fucking good. good i love that yeah. album but yeah um that that was my theory. I didn't know if they were trying to like tap into that electronic side of the scene that was going on because Pendulum were incorporating like heavy metal, metal and rock music with drum and bass, and they're like, we could do that with ska and punk and include that with drum and bass. And, that, and that Pendulum was my was theory. All, I don't Pendulum know if that's true. Band too, right? Right? And like they have, they have like yeah. stage and stuff. Yeah, yeah. they got Which was it. super cool. Yeah, and um, Rob Swire has this little like MIDI guitar keyboard controller thing it's fucking cool i'd love one of them but so, like, <laughs> so it's, it's it's interesting because like you have you have a lot of electronic music in your influences like yeah. you can hear it on your album electronic music in north america i feel is much different than it is in europe and much different than it is in the uk mm-hmm. um like we just have like fuck shit house like it's awful. Like we had house and then we had dubstep. A lot of our which was which just is just a a fucking rip on. I feel like UK it's like two dubstep. kind of categories. Like it's either like festival. There's probably three categories. I feel like there's like big house, like douchey party, EDM, like preppy basically. EDM. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's also mid range, which is the festival because we have Shambhala. Your Shambhala is your electric. So we have a, we have a lot of forest hippies here. So then there's the festival kids and they have their own thing. But then there's the electronic music that I listen to, which is slutty gay electronic music. Oh, sure. That's just like right. disco. Which is yeah, great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm like, that's where I live. But I feel like we're weird. But that's not mainstream. No, that's what no. I'm saying. Oh, is like what's, no. What hits the mainstream. Like when no. you have your DJ TS. I guess trap like, a little bit. That's not even electronic, really. That's just hip hop, right? That's just I guess. Yeah, yeah, basically Canada's uh, like <laughs> electronic slunk into a pop country. Yeah, yeah. pretty hard. Know, yeah, <laughs> Canada's electronic music mainstream wise is basically just following the lineage of like Sandstorm. 
whatever whatever is like the 2024 version yeah, that song like, is a fucking banger i feel like what you're trying to do here is delegitimize the long and storied history of brand band three or it's like a yeah, or it's like a it's like a there's a pop girly and then they pair it with a DJ. Like a David Guetta oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. a Tiesto, David, David Guetta, Guetta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Calvin Harris. Like yes. to me, that's the big um, All electronic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but they but spent the pop with group with American girl. or. You refer to it as Eurocast, don't they? Because they did it with yeah, Tegan Euro- and Sarah. Oh, Tegan we, and yes. Sarah's biggest song. Alessia Cara. Does Alessia it Cara. Yeah. yeah. Like I could, Kid I could go on. <laughs> Ava Max, <laughs> yeah. like all, but they'll pair with a Europe. But Calvin Harris is a European. Yeah, he's from he's Scotland. Just, oh, really? Yeah, he's yeah. one of yours. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. He's one of ours. We're Scottish. <laughs> Ross Clem. Uh, we're yeah, French Canadian. We... All our French Canadian genes have like obliterated any like sense of UK genes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Euro trash. Exactly. So uh, I guess yeah. l- Long walk to ask about like the UK scene in terms of like the electronic music and how it became mainstream and like how a band like Pendulum could be mainstream or Thievery Corporation or any of these other bands. That we got massive. Charlie baby, Charlie XCX. Hmm. Like how? It's huge. It's yeah. Just... Like what, what is the, the trajectory of that music becoming popular? Like we just love like shit. Was... How come you like good music? <laughs> oh, I remember the name of the album now in Silico. Um, okay. I would hold your color, which is like their first album. Right. I don't. I I don't know what year it came out. I'm not like a mid aughts. I, I listen yeah. to a lot of it, but I don't know the names of people. It's just something that I just listen to casually. I'm not like an intense listener. Um, but In Silico came out, and that album was fucking huge. And then, uh, oh, fucking Immersion, which is the album after that, came out, and that was also huge. Like they pack out stadiums over here, Pendulum could easily. That's I guess. Crazy. What do you think is different about the UK market versus it's the just North American it's just, market? Uh, yeah, they're just uh, open minded to more like different sounds, and I wonder yeah. what it is. We've we've tried to talk but, about. I think this is my thing, especially for the UK. I think there's just like an inherent like theater kid campiness to being in the UK. I feel like the states is trying to like North America is like kind of trying to be cool. You know what I mean? But like the UK and Europe are like, like look at Eurovision and stuff. Like it's not as obsessed yeah, it's not, with like, it's like that cool. though. It's not like that. <laughs> yeah, Eurovision. It's not like Eurovision. Yeah. <laughs> Love Eurovision. So, like, won Eurovision. Like Chasing Status is fucking massive here as well. Right. Which? Like Chasing Status. There's that song that's on TikTok all the time. like ba da dum, ba da dum. Yeah. That song. So, so is it also because like there is so much electronic music being made all the time that there always has to be like a one-upsmanship mm. about who can change it and make it different? I like, I wonder so. if that's I'm not really it. an expert to talk about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious that it's I, like, I like what cooler I things like get more popular. Do so I- what do you? So what do you like? I like. I really <laughs> like um, Ed Solo, which is like jungle and um, drum and bassy stuff and. Dub pistols again, but they're not like mainstream, but right. they're they can draw a fucking crowd and they play in festivals. I mean, um Barry has his own festival called Mucky Weekender, which also has like a mixture of like reggae dub and jungle music. I think I think the thing is that the scenes are more intertwined over here, possibly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Those scenes, like you'll have dub pistols that are 
mixing ska and reggae and drum and bass and jungle and whatnot with other bands like the skints which is like ska debatable reggae whatever people say that they're not ska band but i do we'll, yeah, get, I we'll, we'll get into the skints later because it'll you come can up. pick the skints yeah. <laughs> uh and gentleman's dub club which is just reggae dub and it's eva lazarus which who's fucking awesome i mean if you've not heard of that side of um the uk scene go check out eva's music because it's really good yeah that's awesome yeah. i love drum and bass but it's all yeah, really fine like you could have eva doing something that's like reggae and very very like dubby and then when cracking out mc vocals on some jungle song just like, <laughs> like i think i think there's something to uh what you're saying in that the the genres and kind of the communities are more in entwined in the uk yeah like i I know in canada probably less so in in the u.s but in canada we're so far apart physically yeah i feel like you know if if a really strong scene like if Edmonton has a really strong punk scene, it's hard for it to intertwine with whatever's going See, on in this may Vancouver. Be or where, the, you know what I mean? When, a, when we were kids and local shows, um, like, as I mentioned before, you used to play drums in a band. But um, when I was like six, 17, something like that, but um, we'd have bands on. And then after that, there'd be DJs doing drum and bassy and things. So like, that's how... I don't know if that was the same everywhere. It was where I was. Like I not here. Tommy, who now lives in Canada, who did turntable stuff and playing hip hop and drum and bassy stuff after punk bands played. Whereas I don't know whether that integration of no, genres no, happened that anywhere happen. else. The only thing no. that like kind of like dubstep creeped into like I mean obviously like Skrillex and shit like into the hardcore like emo and like hardcore kids started well, liking dubstep but yeah. punks do not like no. here do not like electronic oh, music they have here. some of that here but like I was never really no, we're, we're, I wasn't they're like 77 punk. like anti-disco yeah. kind if of you, energy if yeah. you're at if you're at a show in most of the places I've ever been to in Canada and been to shows and there is a a mixed show in the sense of like these are local DIY shows I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, local DIY shows. Um mm-hmm. if if there's if there's a hip hop and a punk band or uh like an, an electronic group and a metal you know like you a really would not genre, see a hip hop and a punk show here. I no, only I, played a couple of them. Okay. But, but the hip hop stuff always happens first. But you guys no offense, but always. you guys were pop punk. That's true. Like That's if true. there would uh, never yeah, be would like a crusty after. street like, punk no, and a hip hop like band. An after party. Basically. Yeah, like, right. like I, I like that. Like, that. Like That's that. fine. Yeah, Popes of Chili Town last week released the remix version of Wisdom Teeth. The one thing I'll say too is I saw uh, when I was at Warp Tour one year, POS was there, and there was all of six people that showed up. Who's POS? POS is like a hip hop, like a heavy hip hop guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's on uh, what's that Minnesota label called? Uh, I'm blanking on it, but um, yeah, basically he's part of like the emo rap scene mm, with like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and he's he's rad, and he just like instead of being on the stage because there's only six people watching him, he had to like stand in the ground. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I saw Shad there too, and he couldn't draw a crowd. Like I don't know, it's like you it, go to these punk things and like hip hop people are supposedly supposed to do well, and then they just couldn't draw a crowd at. Uh, yeah. It should be more intertwined. Yeah, and, and and the way Craig explains, like, I'd love to go to a show and see like two bands, and then have like the an last... after party, DJ. yeah, an after party yeah. DJ. That'd be fucking sick. I feel like they do that a lot at like festivals. 
yeah 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 and but, the festival scene in the uk and europe is like way bigger than way it is yeah the festivals yeah. it'll be like bands all day and they'll have like a dj at night or something yeah when i went to sasquatch, sasquatch yeah. the um so the comedy tent, noise or something yeah, the comedy tent converted into the but uh, what's boy, what is boys noise like what type of electronic that's the ed, that ed banger type of stuff the the dance punk yeah, see, the, boys noise and like Mastercraft and, and that justice. Had, and justice and, had yeah. like a, a crossover. Yeah, yeah, it had a I feel like people were into that in like yeah. the alt crowds here. Yeah, but I feel like they're like new wave at best. Yeah. <laughs> the punks here, they're like, you can be on a synthesizer, but it better be dark new wave. Well, because uh, DFA is from here, right? <laughs> yeah, like they're yes. from Canada and they are massive. Yeah, yeah. right. So cap down. So yes. that was the band we're cap. gonna shoot. <laughs> Captain, not cap oh, up. Yeah, that's what we were hitting. Not to cap to the about. side. What is your history with Cap Down? No cap. Why would you want to talk about them? No cap, Cap Down. Well, we preempts everything with in my opinion. Uh <laughs> they are one of possibly the most influential ska bands from the UK, I would say. Uh um, who you or just in on the UK? Just yeah. the UK scene in okay. general. I I I, I can't speak i'm not going to speak for every uk band but i wouldn't be surprised if most uk ska punk bands that are active now have been influenced by cap down at some point in there you're so mindful about like not speaking for yeah all because of i'm UK. not because but I, you keep I, having I, me on all there's of... lots of other ska bands here <laughs> i keep speaking for all of canada and i just need you to own it a little you're more you're the mouth of the north though yeah. oh yeah <laughs> anyways so, yeah but um you have yeah. you have last edition cover cap down song even the skints who will get into like Everyone thinks they're like a mainly a reggae band these days, but you go back to the Skint's back catalog, and I'm talking about the EP. You'll hear Cap Down influences in there. They cover Cousin Cletus, um, Sonic Boom Six. They covered oh god, it's gone from my brain. Positivity on Cardiac Arrest EP. They did like a dubby version of it. Yep. Um, Faintest Idea in their song oh, famous their, idea. it's, in it's their, all over yeah, there yeah. yeah even in their new album on kill em dead where they're referencing albums um they mentioned civil disobedience and there's in the video of it there's a picture of that album um in my own fucking little shitty ep that i made when i first started i put a dub track in the middle of it because cat down did <laughs> it's like <laughs> so like yeah. you know you can hear it in music as well I mean, that's not to say, like, we're talking about, like, a band from, like, the end of, like, 1999. So, our third wave, I guess, is a little bit different to America's. And I think I mentioned this before. I'm glad that in, I think it was the Sonic Boom 6 podcast that you did with Megawave. is like, this was English third wave scar. It's very different to America's. And when people try and lump in 90s ska punk music and like maybe early 2000s and i'm like well it's not just what's going on it's not just real big fish i mean we had bands over here as well now i was a bit young at that time um so i like there's probably third wavy ska bands here but like it was very different here to what it was in america from what i can recall being a kid anyway and and same in canada like we we that's maybe why we understand that better is because like the canadian ska scene was happening but it didn't pick up until 99 similarly yeah like we we coasted after but life of the party was in like 1999 and that was the biggest ska record in canada and now like when you think about canadian ska music it's like this neo two-tone 
right? It's like not a lot of the bands use like heavy guitars. Like it's like more normal to have small five piece ska bands. Like we have Bombers here. There's the Kingpins. There's Planet Smashers. Like these are all our big ska bands in Canada. And that happened yeah. in the late 90s, early aughts, not in 97. Yeah. As I mentioned, I, I was quite young when Cap Down first came out on the scene. So I didn't hear them until later on in my life but um there's probably bands before that that are also scar core scar punk bands that influence cap down but i can't speak too much of them because well I'm, i can I'm not, i can i can get into that a little bit yeah, but basically I, they were just trying to be ranted probably <laughs> well no that's what they said like we're just trying to be ranted and uh and that's kind of funny to listen to their music and listen to their trajectory and say that like really that's just they their influences were just like heavy ska um and they tried to implement it in a very uk fashion um but they were first past the post um yeah cap down probably one of the most influential in my opinion well let's do it then let's take the time ska sheen back to 1997 to explore the checkered past of cap down So a lot of what I took was from my usual sources like Wikipedia and all music, <laughs> but most of uh, uh, the the actual quotes I got were from interviews in Drowned in Sound and Punktastic. Uh, so I got a bunch of stuff straight from the mouths of the band. The Time Scotchine takes us back to 1997 to the not-at-all-British-sounding town of Milton Keynes in Buckinghamshire, where a group of punks are getting together to create a band. Under the name Soap, the band consisted of Jake Sims Fielding, who sang and played saxophone, Keith Minter on the guitar, Robin Boob Gold on bass, and Tim McDonald on the drums. Robin Boob? Do you no, think, his name is Boob. Do you think it was Soap to go with Sponge? Today, it would make sense, God, right? Joey. <laughs> God, Joey. Come on. <laughs> He's just a baby. They're, they're kicking seagulls at the on on the pier instead of anyway. Um, <laughs> as the band plays together in various fuck that, joy, I'm just like not over the soap sponge thing. This is so fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm sure Gravel Trap released a song called "Kicking Chickens." <laughs> All right. As the band played together in various forms since they were teenagers, they were ready for to record and tour on material almost immediately. So they hit the studio for their EP, Time for a Change, recorded in 1998, which was engineered by Ian Weatherall of Premier Recording Studios. They immediately sent it into any label that would notice, including burgeoning label Household Name. They wanted to see them in action, so got them an opening gig with the legendary Link 80 and were super impressed, so signed and issued the EP in 1999, but now under the name Cap Down which is a portmanteau of capitalist downfall. Gee, what a surprise. Mm. That's sick. Um, so I, I didn't put it on the listening list, but let's listen to one track from that That's EP. That's weird that they think that way because it seems to be going pretty well. <laughs> this, and this was in 99 that they thought that capitalist mm. was in a downfall. So you think if you ask them now, they'd be like, ah, cap, cap up. We're cap on the way up. up. Cap, cap up. up. Yep. Uh, so let's listen to the Stand My Ground. This is a track from uh, their debut EP demo. I feel like they were inspired by Refuse Shape the Punk to Come. I feel like I hear a lot of that on this record. Uh, oh, this is this is their EP pre record. Yeah. yeah. I think that this, I, I, I heard a lot my, of that later. Through yeah. my listening, that's my opinion. Well, 
let's let's save it for the album once we get there. But this is what got them to record label. Uh, I don't know. So this is like uh, a much different sound, in my opinion, than where they would end up going as a band. Yeah. This is a lot more like gritty, standard ska punk fare. Yeah, this doesn't sound like the first album. No. This is their you can hear demo. elements. You can hear elements of that. time for a change. Oh, so I, yeah. I did not hear. No, no, I was saying this was not yeah. on the listening list. I, I, just wanted I was to like, like, I really tried this morning to shove it in my ear. I was like, I did not hear this. No, this sounds very like fat epitaphy. Yeah, Mrs. ska. Yeah, I could see how they got signed with it as like a starter EP yeah. for a bunch of teenagers. It sounds great, but I yeah, it's not where they were going sound wise. That's no. for sure. No saxophone, really like simple ska rhythms, just like straight up ska punk, uh, skate punk, hardcore a little bit. Um, yeah. J- uh, did you listen to that one EP before, Craig? Um, yeah, I've heard it in the past. It's not something I put on all the time because um, it, it sort of predates my knowledge of Capdown. Me too. Um, yeah, I so actually didn't even like know this I've was streaming. Until, back, I, like yeah. I've listened to it a few times, but not repetitively like the other my, albums that we're going to talk my, about uh, my recommendation to new listeners is don't bother um well, yeah, like uh, complete as stonely honestly yeah, very skippable five tracks but glad they got a, a label deal out of it but uh yeah not what i would consider mandatory listening uh from a cap down perspective um so now let's uh it's time for everyone's favorite new segment label says the bomb <laughs> Household name <laughs> Records didn't start as a record label. It was founded in 1996 by three friends who were being rotated through the intense UK DJ circuit and were becoming more and more dismayed that people weren't into music with guitars. They began promoting gigs for bands they really wanted to see in their hometown, which inevitably splintered into people wanting to hear more music by these same bands. The record label that they founded uh, in this regard to put out compilations for the bands that were being gigged and promoted. Eventually, people wanted them to put out more music, and the label was born. Capdown was one of these bands, but they were only the third band signed after Canvas and Special Move. This further moved into a distro business, which they would operate out of their backpacks, carrying 300 CDs at a time. Oh, shit. With this, plus the mail order continuously creating more work, they decided to open up a record shop in Camden called All Ages Records. This imploded on them spectacularly as from year one to year three of operation, the record store saw a huge decline in sales due to the advent of the internet. The label eventually just wound down to a part-time gig releasing albums to most recently 2018. While they are touted as primarily a hardcore punk label, they were the home of Lightyear, The Adequate Seven, Howard's Alias, The Filaments, and The King Blues making them equally as important to the UK ska scene in the yep. early 2000s. Yeah, I was going to say, it, just put in perspective how big that that label was at the time. Fucking massive. That and Moon Sky Europe as well. Like, those were the two. Because Moon Sky here was still going after it went in America. That's so, where Sponge and Sonic Boom 6 were. Yeah, yeah so those two, album, um, two, two labels were fucking massive here at that time. I remember that yeah. clearly. 
Um, and I, re- I was reading an interview with the guys from Household Name, and when the, the reason why they were like kind of sold on Cap Down at that Link 80 show is they like showed up, and he like the singer walked on stage with his saxophone, and they're like, "It's got a fucking saxophone." I thought they were a punk band. And then they, he just starts wailing on the first track, and they're like, oh, they're doing something fucking different. And so that's why they got signed. Sick. So That's yeah. rad. Yeah. Um, uh, so with a new keyboardist, Cuz, a.k.a. Cousin Cletus, in tow, they hit the studio for a proper debut. In the producer's chair was Hieronymus Melchers, who also produced King Prawn's Surrender to the Blender, and much, much later, Faintest Ideas Increasing the Minimum Rage. The album's Civil Disobedience was furious mix of hardcore, ska, and dub with the drums and guitars way up at the front and Jake's wailing saxophone as hard as any riff. It was released in 2000 and was a part of a modern wave of ska punk in the UK that existed outside the norms of third wave and helped pave the way for many future bands. Let's talk about it with the song, the one and only Ska Wars. Did you like this, Joey? Uh, I, I didn't know what the song titles were as I was listening Whoa, to. Whoa, you so. didn't know about Skull Wars. I didn't know until later. No. I was thinking really? about you. <laughs> yeah. This is the song. This, this is not like... the most popular song. So I gotta say Literally. that the first thing that popped out to me about this album as I was listening to it is the sax it's played yes. like a guitar. Yeah. Like it's riffs and it's like so the solos are like guitar solos and iconic. So like you will if you're like I've put this in my my extensive notes I've written for like um you might not know the lyrics because they're quite hard to understand. But like the sax riffs on the albums are insane. Like they're so yeah. memorable. Okay, this might be offensive. I was like, who does he sound like? And I think, like, there's an... Is it Vampire Weekend? Sure. Yeah, his vocals in this sound almost like... like I'm like, oh, there's, like, an indie, like, a 2017 indie band, and its vocals sound, like, almost exactly like... The like, only thing is, like, the accent is, like, pretty... Is uh, Vampire Weekend British? No. No. They're from... Uh, but they, Vampire Weekend... Vampire Weekend. Oh, Vampire Weekend has been accused multiple times of... Like, Ripping off other things. Well, no, putting putting on a bit of an English accent. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's funny. So yeah. maybe that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. That's maybe. silly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's... Like, this is part of a wave of, of English music at this time that was like, uh, you don't have to be the Spice Girls and, like, change your voice. Like, you can just be English. And I didn't understand a yeah. goddamn word he was saying for the first record. Yeah. Like, yeah, not a single yeah, one. Yeah, you have to... Yeah. Uh, you have to Google it. Uh, my when I'm singing along to Cap Down because I don't know the lyrics off by heart, um, I will just make up gibberish until it's okay. like um, a bit that I know. I'm sure I'm going to sing along at some point, and you'll discover that I just go blah 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 blah. Hey. I, mean, I think everybody has discovered that on every song I ever sing to on the podcast, apart from the last album. But I'm sure when we'll get to that, we'll get to that. Yeah. I yeah. got a feeling that sooner or no, later. later. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I got. And I'll do yeah. my best to make it sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. And then you go, like the saxophone. The riffs, man. Those sax riffs. Yeah. It's crazy. I remember that was like the big. So, Cap Down, I discovered in late high school, just getting into college. So, what year was that? That would have been 2004. Oh, so I was obviously clearly a little bit younger than you. So that album, I obviously I had I went and worked it out. So that um, Civil Disobedience came out when I was 13. So when I was 13, I think that was possibly when I just started learning about pop punk. So when I was listening to Blink 182 and The Offspring, 
and it wasn't until like probably 2001 that they crept into my radar um because around that time they were playing i'm sure they played gigs in Froome, where i live in somerset um around like earlier than that but like i was 15 in 2002 so they used to do punk nights here where a lot of bands would play they get them in and um basically i was too young and very much too short and baby face looking to be able to get in <laughs> so i wasn't <laughs> so i never bothered trying um and then i first saw them live in 2002 at nas extreme sports festival and they were playing this is basically my introduction to Capdown. um they were playing with king prawn and snuff and that oh, was yeah. oh yeah and i went oh, i went Snuff would be also a big influence on on yeah. cap down for yeah. sure yeah we're trying to get drunk on vodka jellies and doing poppers don't ask me why Fifteen, <laughs> because you were 15 <laughs> yeah and that's uh, like also a fully like gay thing to do and i don't mean yeah, that in an offensive I, way I, but that was like that's what my gay friends well, do. Right, I, did I, at that time when i was 15 i didn't like fizzy drink so like when I started drinking alcohol, I was drinking like orange juice with vodka, basically. Screwdrivers. Uh, 15. Yeah. The drinking age here is 18. So people, people might hear that and think 15 year old and drinking. I don't, I don't know, but they might think. Well, underage drinking was the name of the <laughs> yeah, game. No, yeah, no, that's all we did. Yeah. 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 So, um, but anyway. Uh, vodka, vodka is like the entry level 15, 16 Pretty sure year old I got first got my sure. ear pierced, but that might have been the year after because I went one year and then the year after basically you could camp for three days and back in 2002 it's quite acceptable to let your 15 year old son go camping at a music festival for two days and yeah. it's also sure. right next to my house because it's in shepton mallet uh the bath and wet royal, royal bath and west showground um but yeah um anyway i went to hmv and i went out and i bought Cipher disobedience and king brawn um king prawns surrender to the blender the next time i was in bath which is the nearest city to me because we didn't have hmv in town but yeah that, surrender that, to the blender also an amazing record yeah like seeing them live had that impact on me that i went out and bought those albums the like next chance i got and i had this album on repeat for so long like it's the, such the a bag first album. three songs mm -hmm. holy shit they just come like, out Honestly, as I was listening to this record, like I, um, I, I'm glad that the timeline is straightened out for me because on streaming, the way I was listening to listening to it, um, this one and and uh, Sound for Pound was uh, they just both say released 2006. Yeah, because that's the reissue. Yeah, which I figured. So I wasn't sure exactly what the timeline was or yeah. when these albums came out. But as I was listening to it, the the first record and the second record, I was like, if this was a local band this would be the best fucking local band I'd ever seen. Yeah. Like, like if this band was an Edmonton band at the time when I was going to shows, this would have been my favorite Edmonton band. Like they just, their, um, the styles, the, the pulls that they made from punk and hardcore and put together are like right up my alley. Mm -hmm. And then the way they threw in kind of that UK style ska was really works for me but just like those first three songs because it doesn't really get into ska until like the fourth yeah, or fifth I know, act i think the fucking but, album just comes out the traps flying with like you know holy shit like i don't know if you've got that queued up but like if you were to put this on and then you see that and that 
like the drums on it and just like you're ready to fucking go and it sets, it sets a precedent for the rest of the album basically it's been said that the drumming is like what the one of the driving forces aside from the saxophone being yeah. like a guitar and the drumming is like one of the driving forces of the very record. Good. Is same drummer yeah. all the way through yeah okay yeah the same was... band basically all the way through the awesome. only thing that changed was the keyboardist yeah yeah um yeah. but and there's not that much keyboard on this record really just in the ska stuff but mm um yeah this record is incredible i i hadn't listened to it in a little bit uh but it holds up holy fuck there is not one awful like not even there's not one mediocre or like oh that's all right i mean every song on this album is a fucking banger yeah and it's I, I like that they do I like that they do long songs. <laughs> their songs are like five minutes. I think long. their songs are too long. Uh, do you? <laughs> I liked it. This is my first time like ever hearing it. Yeah, but like it was your, good. What's your feeling? Yeah, no on... one's asked. No one cares. No, I'm asking you. <laughs> what do you think? No, it's okay. It's white boys talk about <laughs> Be careful, silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your favorite band. Um yeah, with the, I I liked it. I feel like but I like it's hard because probably a lot of bands are like influenced by this and it came out before it but to me it's like not super anything new but probably because i'm listening to a lot of bands that are influenced by this band right what so bands? it was i i heard a lot of flatliners sure yeah the flatliners. flatliners. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, me yeah. i like it was like almost, they would have been huge on the flatliners that first yeah. album. Mm-hmm. the first album i yeah. get, was giving flatliners and then the second and third i heard like a lot of refused especially with in the their not ska so like that me, i liked yeah. i probably liked their not ska songs more than That's i like the way they do ska is as like a band that obviously Scar wars is big outside of the uk but i don't generally know how much more of cap down is listened to even in the scar scene outside of really the UK. Yeah, well, I, I don't yeah, know what an influence they I had on it. outside of the UK. You don't know how many people would be like influenced by the sound outside of outside the UK. The UK. No, yeah. that's, I'd be quite interested to know that. I feel like Flatliners must have heard him. Maybe, I maybe mean, not. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I mean, power up, power up, definitely after power up for sure. Um, the first Flatliners record would have been 2005, so Cap oh, okay, would have been yeah, five yeah, years. Okay. But I, I like your thought on the refuse because Shape of Punk was to two me years like before. yeah. So to me, yeah, they yeah. it feels heavily like influenced by the refuse. I like, think so. Heavily. I feel the third it's, album is by, the yes, lyrical content, definitely. the way that uh, total like Dennis Licks and vocals, like the way that the songs are like composed. Like to me, is just very Shape of Punk to come. Like with yeah. less experimental, like you know whatever speeches but yeah. but <laughs> but they do have, uh, yeah. but they do have a lot of the weird kind of interstitial interstitial uh, er, yeah. uh, uh, um, electronica because type i've of heard stuff, that that know, album like, is like in my strong. soul yeah i could just yeah. that's oh, that that was the of. speaking of oh. headstrong i'll take you on yeah this is a, this is an incredible anyone <laughs> i know that you are wrong. so i was thinking Stop saying of, trapped uh, I was thinking Never. Of, of putting that in instead. <laughs> um, and I, I like that song. Oh, the trap guys are like totally confused too. Are they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. boy, are they? They're super all right. <laughs> so the- this song gives such. Uh, I can I can hear the influence on Pope's big time on this yes. song. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's God, uh, this is going from faster than slow. 
And then the no, way his bitches. vocal delivery is with his like little hiccups. See, the matches. Right. It gives me a little bit of the matches. Which would have been after. Would have been after. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Good. There's so yeah. many like I like hear so much similar sounds, but it's all bands that happen after, other than the repeat. From memory, I think they're quite big in also like that um, jungle and German bass scene. I don't, right. I'm not gonna speak too much because I don't know for sure. But like, I hear it in the Saxon stuff, and I, again, not a musician, I don't know, but I think a lot of it's like minor key with flat and fifth, which is like a lot of bands like Prodigy and those electronic bands use, which is a little bit different. Like, I don't know. I could be talking completely out of my ass and probably am. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get told. Um, That's what the podcast is about. Yeah, if yeah. you're watching this on That's a video, you're just standing but on I always felt that those sax leads could really translate well into other genres of music, such as electronic music. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I don't he, know. He, I'm not the way, expert. You need to get someone plays... on this qualified to talk about that. <laughs> The way he plays sax is really kind of unconventional. It's got that. So I, yeah, I could definitely the, see that. They've got it's got that sort of demented sound to it, where it's sound like there's off notes, but they're not off notes, and that's the sort of stuff that I've always liked. Like, well, like, and then a hundred percent, like no, no cap down, no Sonic Boom Six, because like especially in those first couple records where they also had like big like sax riffs uh that was like the dominating horn so you can you can definitely hear that so um i think it's a good time for a break you have to piece it back oh yeah yeah we got no and more then, songs from this album to line up because i have so many songs after this <laughs> uh oh we didn't talk about bitches and nike shoes but we, we could if you want i'm a bitch <laughs> in nike shoes yeah that was an interesting jam. that was a jam i i i was it was supposed to be the third song until i kind of spread the song i don't like men bit, saying but, bitches but, that much but no yeah. i don't think it's that it's not in that that's not the context of that song no. at all no yeah no. <laughs> definitely they uh they turned that whole concept on its head uh we didn't talk about the lyrics i guess we'll, we'll get into yeah, it the lyrics well. they're they're smart <laughs> the lyrics they're smart yeah <laughs> Welcome back to Checkered Past. We're here with Common Sense Kid Craig talking cap down. Uh, so off pod, we just all decided and agreed that. So it wasn't Vampire Weekend. It was Arctic Monkeys. Which is No, we didn't and agree. Craig was like, oh my <laughs> God, I've never thought of that before. <laughs> yeah, you're talking exactly shit. No. the same. Yeah. And Absolute he bollocks. super agreed with me. It was me. really and interesting. actually, I've never heard the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, that was weird. He was like, really who? crazy. <laughs> He was like, oh, that must be from Canada. <laughs> yeah. Arctic Monk. Oh, and he was like, he added it to his playlist. Yeah. Like, really I saw him add it. He's like, whoa. No. Wow. Really a song called Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor is banging. It's a shame that the, all their other albums went fucking pretentious and fucking horrible because that. <laughs> oh, hard Arctic Monkey opinion. Oh, no, that's no, a no. common. No, 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 no. That <laughs> first is album is fucking amazing. The first it, is really okay. it is really good. Is that the, the song I played? Yeah. Is that from the first Yeah, that's album? from the first album. Is it? I like yeah, yeah, that yeah. song. No, that was listen, on my old if, iPod. If you listen, if you like that song, listen to that first. I album. do. It's so okay. I good. I just it always really like that song, like We're secretly, because I couldn't like. And, and like the second and third albums are pretty good as well. But I was like it, too alt to like Arctic happened. Monkeys at the time, so I like secretly no. listened to that song. No, they, they came around when the Strokes were big. And yeah, like, yeah. Like, Weren't yeah. they like? literally tiny babies during that first album yeah like, i think like i'm pretty sure that he'd only just started learning to play guitar 
Yeah, that, that, for their, they were a really, really young band when their first album mm-hmm. came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that album, that album's fucking that first album is so good. With the smoking guy. Yeah. I don't. I'll never forget. I forget off top my head. I'm never gonna forget me showing Craig the Arctic <laughs> showing him dis- discovering the Arctic monkeys. All right. Oh my god! I'm just a we manic got... pixie dream girl with like really underground references. <laughs> We have so much gap to talk everyone's about. Mind. All right. Drowned in Sound had this to say about civil disobedience. It was a raucous clusterfuck of an album and one that made it clear that bands could speak out about political and social happenings, mix up whatever sort of music they wanted, and tour relentlessly around the country. While bands such as King Prawn and Asian Dub Foundation laid foundations of sorts, it was this album that really catalyzed the movement as a whole. After releasing it, it's impossible to overstate the impact of household name on the UK punk scene Buoyed by the continuing success of Cap Down, they were able to move away from the vicious, if not exactly progressive, hardcore that had characterized the early days of the label towards more experimental bands that really did push things forward for the ad- uh, for the admittedly limited number of people that heard them. And then uh, Boob uh, had this to say. <laughs> What'd you call me? Uh, most exciting, maybe. Best, I don't know. Certainly, I'm very proud of it. I think it was great fresh ideas played like a load of excited kids who can't believe someone is paying for them to record as an example of how fresh it was even to us skull wars was written in two days we had been playing the record to lil and Catherine at hhn before we recorded those two days of quote-unquote pre-production were paid for by jake busking with his sax uh, outside uh farringdon tube station with tim doing laps in his car and every time shouting out you got enough yet slag <laughs> Do you think anyone calls boob 8008? Yeah. Everyone does. That's how he spells it. 8008-7355. Boobies. Asian Boobies. Dub Foundation are fucking Boobless. awesome, by Boobless. the way. Boobless. Agreed. Asian yeah. fa- what about Asian Dub Foundation? They're awesome. And um, there's that one album where the singer of King King Prawns does vocals. Yes. Or song. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's been years since I listened to them. But yeah. Is King Prawn known as King Shrimp here? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> It's like Sponge uh, is known as Sponge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the album, plus Capdown's massive 250-date touring schedule, catapult- yeah, I know, right? catapulted wild. the band to the forefront of the underground, giving them gravitas and credibility to continue to build their ferocious, political, yet positive sound. After issuing splits with Link 80 and Hard Skin, they hit the studio again, sans keyboardist, only one year later, once again, with the backing of Household Name Records and Orange Goblin producer, Joey. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> David Orange. Chang, to give it a thicker, heavier you know what? sound. There was a little Fu Manchuiness happening yeah. on this record. It's, it's a bit of... sledgier. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Even though sure. it's only a year later, it's a bit, it's a bit heavier. Yeah. Uh, the album Pound for the Sound was released in 2001 and continued the band's trajectory with similar underground acclaim. Let's play the song Faith No More. You good band. Yeah, yeah, good. Actually, I don't really like that. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking about Mike Patton again? Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. This, this is what that guitar riff that I was talking about. Like, nobody plays a sax like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's it cool. weird. It's awesome. It's uh, about a minute of saxophone before it's Oh, this bit. See, I got it all memorized. Saxophonist name? Is that Boob? Oh, I wish it was Boob. No, Boob. The singer's a saxophonist. That'd be cool. Yeah. What what pipes? What pipes? Do you think he's a reed guy? Double double reed? Single reed? What's 
saxophone. Are you the only double read a clarinet? I was 14 when this album came out, and I'm now 36. You're old. Yeah, I know I'm old, I just let everyone know. Humble brag. This is what's going on in... Well, it's 14. Also, also Craig, I am also 30. When you said you're younger slash older, <laughs> you said obviously I'm younger than you, I yeah. think. I think you yeah. said obviously <laughs> I'm younger Rob, than you. Clearly, obviously, clearly. You're <laughs> Rob. I am. Yeah. You're the rabbit. What, what month? October. Because um, I had a birthday. I had a birthday. Um, oh, man. Being aware of the man. Oh, uh, <laughs> shit. Clearly. Shit. Obviously. Um, Faith No More is a great song. What a fucking awesome song. Again, yeah. let's just talk about how those first two albums have songs that come out the fucking traps flying. Like, Holy shit, yeah. Dope, definitely. I don't feel um, like we covered enough songs on Civ- like on Civil Disobedience. We could have talked about every song, and I've been very, very yeah. happy. Oh, we did talk about Cousin Cletus, which is we my didn't. absolute favorite song. Yes. Um, but it sounds so much like Ska Wars, I didn't want to play it again. But I fucking love that song. It's but incredible. We, yeah. yeah. Like, these two albums have got no, no no bad songs at all like they're both amazing albums yeah no skips i can i can all although i can see how some people would be like hmm pound for the sound sounds an awful lot like civil disobedience <laughs> and they were like well it just kind of sounds like more of the same well, you know, they there also came one... out a year apart yeah. there was know, one right? dumb song <laughs> on this one that i was like this is, kind is of it, stupid it is was it... like a weird it wasn't ska and it wasn't really it was like a weird genre and it was slow what was a it? dub? Was it a dub song? Like, well, that they had was a the dub song because there's a dub number two on this album. It's not yeah. a dub song. Which, but it's not a dub song. Hardcore it's song. It's yeah. a hardcore instrumental, which yeah. is hilarious. To yeah, me. maybe there was just a song that I was like, "Oh no, I have." To but it was say, only one. I, I have to I say, wrote it one down. of my favorite things about this band is that they aren't afraid to do a dub song. I oh, yeah. fucking love a dub track. Oh, I lied. It's on the next uh, influence. Oh, oh, yeah. Just yeah, don't, yeah. I lied. Yeah, like, I lied. Sorry. I meant, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I love <laughs> a dub like a hard, like a heavy dub track and I like that this that cap down is like not afraid to go there. Like most of it is ska punk, but then there'll be like breakdowns or parts of songs that are just like weird guitar noises and like mm-hmm. just kick drum and like it just turns into a dub track fucking rules going back Love to it. the last album but i will admit like as a teenager i used to skip dub number one all the time but it's one of those ones that i liked more as i got older so yeah. you, know, yeah. you appreciate That's things fair. more as you get older dub specifically yeah, dub specifically dub. Yeah. yeah what what are your thoughts on pound for the sound aside from it being all all bangers, no skips. Um, every song on this album is great. I mean, they sound the, both the albums do sound the same, um, pr- production wise and mixing wise. Um, we'll get onto that later, I'm sure. I don't think it's a bad thing for your <laughs> it's albums. Not a to bad sound thing. Similar. No. I don't think that's a no. bad thing. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think, especially when they're that close together. Yeah, and when nobody, and when negative. at this point. There's, there's still nobody One sounding year. like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were just so early on this sound. But right. like so. the standout songs on this album for me are, are "Faith No More," um, "Strengthening Numbers," uh, a, 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 an a political stand for reason. Yeah, I love that song. Pound for the sound, progression versus punk rock. I mean, they're all amazing songs. Again, well, it's like, let's listen to "Pound for the Sound." That's pound the other for song. The sound. Or "Pun for the Sound." Ground pound. Yeah, this is where we 
I would not know the lyrics this bit and just make noises with my mouth. I will say, the vocals are... Now you sound like Stizza. There's another influence that I'm sure Capcom is pulling from. What? Which is all days before that as well, so literally... Went out and bought all these albums. But uh, I wish I still had the CDs. I don't even really know where they are. I think they might be at like my ex-girlfriend of like 12 years ago loft or something. Oh, no. oh, oh, oh. I hate her on behalf of your partner. <laughs> also, I keep sounds awful. Oh yeah. Hey, orange goblin. Yeah, it's gotta be. <laughs> this makes me want to do like a shitty YouTube video of like a Goomba doing like ground pounds. For the sound. This is where the bass comes in. Oh, you bastard! Oh, that's right. Chris hates when Rob does that. Chris hates when Rob does that. Not Cutman. Cutman hates that part. Oh, I I thought that was a good part. I know. I don't care. It's just funny that this is the reaction of people. But we can't play the whole song. I know you can't play the whole song, but that's like the. I know, but I don't think you do because this everyone does this to Rob, so it's just funny. Everyone gets so mad at him for cutting it off at their favorite part, like always. At least through this, I'm glad everyone's seeing that I have listened to Cat Down much more than I have the slackers in my life. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. And mad. I'm generally mad at you that you cut that bit. Right as the break came in, angry. We know he gets this a lot. (laughs) Craig had his airbase out, and he. How do you feel about pound for the sound? I basically just been musically blue balled. <laughs> That's what we're here for. That's going to be in the supercut next That's year. A, yeah, I about this. <laughs> um, it was good. Yeah, I guess it again. It's like it's hard because I won't. I won't necessarily like go back and like listen to this. I also feel that way. Actually, the Sonic Boom Six most recent music is like actually totally music I would like listen to now but i don't go back and like listen to this sound like currently there's nothing wrong with it i would have been super into it if i heard it as it was coming out like between the ages of like 14 to 24 i would have been super into it and it's not that i don't like it but it's good it's just not like i genuinely feel like you're trying to restrain yourself not to upset me no, I'm not. I actually do like, like it quite a bit. No, I wouldn't. No, this isn't like talking about suburban. This is not suburban legends. This is not to, suburban like, legends. You have to keep it back. Where I had, I had to hold back a little because <laughs> it just would have been mean. But um, yeah, no, it like because there's it is pretty punk rock, which is fun. It's edgy. Actually, honestly, I was thinking when I was listening to it that I was like, I'm happy Craig suggested like not a super ska third wave band. Yeah, Sponge so would have been was, probably a little bit out of your. So I was. Actually oh, yeah. relieved during my listening. Like yeah. pleasant I was pleasantly surprised during my listening. And the refused elements got me in. Yeah, um, it was this in Sponge. And yeah. But yeah. I mean Sponge to be still fair, active, like they're playing with like Zebrahead and um Billy Mandy. But Capdown is not. No, no, no. no. 
No. Well, apart um, from the occasional sporadic thing. I was pleasantly surprised listening to him. I liked it a lot more than I thought yeah. I would. And there's definitely a couple like bangers in there. But again, it just would have been music that I would have been into when I was a little bit younger. I do, I With Capdown, I generally do not know how you cannot listen to it and instantly get pumped up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you... Yeah, like... I was 15 and 16 when the when I heard these albums. So like angsty teenage boy is angsty teenage boy music and I'm here for it still. I'm, <laughs> I'm a 36 year old. It's like some days you just got to put on cap down, you know? It's like some days where you just have to listen to Slipknot. I will say yeah. I felt that way more so about Sonic Boom 6 when we were listening. Mm. And I hate like sort of like where Boom's... I was like more like, oh, Sonic like, Boom 6 wow. Has a lot more like, variety. Yeah. But, and this much... was like good yeah. and like harder yeah. and like punk and like rad. But like I'm not necessarily like blown away and it's not like changing my life. I would say that's all. SB6 good. goes more down the root of ska and punk that you enjoy. Yeah. Which band yeah. is more of my album. Yeah, this uh, is more of your album. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Great. Yeah, Honestly, yeah, I feel like it's more doodly. And you've got, yeah, you've yeah, got. It's sure. kind of like, and not in a negative way, but yeah. I think it's no, like no, for the boys. It's, it's, it's a little for the boys. It's aggressive. Girls can like it. It's aggressive. It's like, like, very, like very it. aggressive. It's a little testosterone-y, that's yeah. all. No, no, I, there, I, I, I get that completely. Yeah. They're Poor a Mark. band that likes to throw it down in order And what happened to about Sonic Boom, I feel like there was this, like, always, like, this feminine element to it that I was like, oh, mm-hmm. for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. That's fair. All right. Craig's music actually isn't that um, testosterone-y. I mean that as a compliment. It can be. <laughs> I think it's really self-deprecating. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe that is what it is. No, no, there's a song that I've been playing live that Evie echoes. Shout out Evie's new album is um on and for for me, it's probably the heaviest song that I've done, and it's quite angry. Um, I did it on the Mega Wave stream, but sweet. Yeah, I'm yeah. sick. I haven't released it yet. I probably should do that. I haven't heard it. <laughs> No, I'll send it yeah, to you. I'll, I'll send it to you after. But it's hey, I'm curious. Speaking of cut down, there's a, there's um, I put my MIDI sax in it, and it's the the saxophone element of it is very cut down inspired. Like I'm not not gonna lie about. I that. really like the the sax element is cool. And then the, the end of it has also got like a lot of drum and bassy stuff in. So it's uh, it's like very common sense kid, but also then there's a lot of cut down element in that song. It's very CSK coded. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be lying if I didn't say it didn't influence me at some point. So, what's wrong with that? Exactly. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so let's move along in the time scoshing. Here's what Boob had to say about, the, about this. Every time. Love that. I also I just like it. looking at your, it just says like boob and then like yeah. dash. Boob, yeah. boob. And, and it's like in bold because it's a quote. Boob. Uh, I wish we'd taken more time over pound for the sound as I think that it was an important record for us. I think it's true of a lot of bands that you get your whole life to write your first record and then suddenly you're doing your second. You've been on tour for 260 odd days that year. And there's a couple of months to get writing. It's played well and sounds really tight. Got some of my favorite bits on it, but it could have benefited from us not being in such a rush to release it and get on the road again. I can't believe that they wrote those songs in a couple of months. Yeah, Yeah. that's crazy. That like that is the quality of those songs that they are. Like, uh, yeah, I I didn't do a deep dive into the interviews and whatnot. So 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 I didn't know that before. But like, um, yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Having played that many shows in that amount of time and and then (laughs) immediately writing though is like, it makes sense for the sound of the record. Like, I don't know. I I personally love when a band 
does that for their second record. They put out their first record. Urgency. They it's tour good, like yeah. fucking crazy, and then they're tight as hell when they write that second record. And like the detriment is a lot of times that second record sounds very similar to the first one. But like if the first one was lightning in a bottle, what's wrong with that? Well, if you think about you know? so so Pennywise's second record is better than their first. Mm-hmm. AFI's second record is better than their first. And it was the same deal, right? Like yeah. they put out that album, they got popular, they toured like fuck for like a year or yeah. two years, and then they put out that second album immediately, right? Like yeah. yeah. Uh, so 2001 really was the next level for the band as they saw themselves as sought after with less than Jake Pennywise. And there you go. Lagwagon and Bad Religion bringing them on a UK tours. 2002 also saw them as the forefront of a BBC documentary uh, called Brassic Beats about the growing ska punk scene that also included. Didn't even Kendron know that existed. And Sponge. Yeah. Oh, you'll have to watch it. Uh, it's I have a, to find uh, it. BBC One uh, radio there was a radio show called the lockup so i imagine him probably was on that it could have been yeah the the, the title of it is brassic beats about the ska punk scene Let's see if i can find that um out. in 2003 they switched labels to the slightly larger more prestigious underground label fierce panda that was the home of any number of major groups including ash supergrass and uh the biggest charting inter- interview single of all time that was the gallagher brothers fighting with each other <laughs> um and that's the label that cap down was on it didn't have the hardcore cred but it was a way for the band to get their message to a broader public they issued the ep's actor rage and new revolutionaries in 2003 so as a stop gap while they retooled their sound they spent the following four years focusing on their music but it was clear that the band was beginning to meet its end before we get into that part, I did queue up some EP tracks. Thank you. That we're not, that we're not a part of the listening. <laughs> no. Uh, but no, uh, you should listen to them if you're listening to this. <laughs> you should go. So, listen crazy because, look in your eyes when you talk yeah, about so, so let's play Actor Rage. Yeah. Because yeah. this, this song, I fucking. Like, we had this TV show that I talked about called E Rock. And I would sit and wait for Actor Rage to come on. It's such a banging song. Anyway. So I like how like emo we scream all this Yeah. So you can see now they're actually modernized. Yeah, I like see yeah, I like this more. So this sounds like I, I know I shouldn't invoke them, but this sounds very much like this era anti play. Yeah. 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 Okay. You're gonna cut it there. Bastard. No, you didn't fly with that. <laughs> I like the saxophone part. <laughs> But then they still have that ska. Just, and they have their ska skanks hit like a hammer. Rob yeah. actually does research and he like finds out what people's favorite parts of songs are. And then he intentionally cuts it right before. He's it like Yardwar. He doesn't even have to ask them. He just figures it out. Yeah. It's yeah. like it this hard stack, so he's like... Yeah, he does a lot and of you like... Can just, hard, like <laughs> yeah, but even when you're, you're playing... Air sucks. You still make the same faces that you would make, like probably <laughs> that, like. Can't open. You can't keep your eyes open. That's for sure. Subscribe this to check a past Patreon and see me make stupid faces. Uh, <laughs> air sucks. So this is one of the few bucks. bands where you can just air sacks. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like this one and Careless Whisper. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the Lost Boys oh. song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like Flies Day, where in the UK you go like... Yeah. Yeah. 
That was a great dance. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, it can't make the super cut because yeah, it's, it's not like audio. Those yeah. Seven Nation Army sort of. That sort of thing goes on over here with saxophone and brass lines for any band. Be quite the white stripes yeah. are very triggering. Um, <laughs> I just want to say that. Why? Because I have very strong white stripes opinions. Oh. That white stripes has the Freddie Mercury problem, which is Jack White learned how to play the piano and they immediately got shitty. Immediately yeah. got shitty. Like, I, I, no, I no gap between. I their feel good that way bad. about a couple of bands, but yeah. I won't say it because yeah. like people get mad at me. I'm gonna stop learning uh, to play piano properly now. There you go. <laughs> you aren't suffering from the Freddie Mercury problem. <laughs> That's good. You heard it here first. Yeah. Rob hates pianos. I kind of just don't like like <laughs> like straight up piano. Like it kind of annoys me. Like it's a little too classical. He said, "Fuck you, Elton." Yeah, kind of. <laughs> you blinded by a black hole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also have uh, this cover. We should play this. I have not heard this in here. I told you to. Yeah, you did. And you're not wrong. It's I'm not wrong. Yeah, this is the best version of I Wanna okay, Lie. These last two songs are better than the entire last two albums, in my opinion. Yes, or these two songs. I just an oi, that's very fun. This is good. I don't hate Scott. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is what I like. Do you realize that this is you know we did the rancid bucket? This is I want to riot. The rancid bucket. I really like I want to riot. Where do we eliminate it? How early did that go? I'm a Hellcat. I think I'm a Hellcat. I think I might even said it when we did the Bouncy Bracket, but I think the Clown version is the superior version of the play. Yeah. I straight up didn't recognize the songs. Yeah, I straight up did not recognize this is the Rancid. No, I straight up did not recognize it. I like Rancid. Instead of a Hellcat slut, I don't I don't think I am, and then I am. And then you are. I can see it in your face. You're like, oh, this is cool. I didn't know. I was Yeah, I was like, this is the first time I've ever heard this. This is better than all the rest of the albums. I'm sorry, Cap Down, if you listen to this. What's um, that? Hey, but I like um, Necromantic's cover of Dead Bodies more than oh, Rancid's Dead Bodies. Yeah, it's incredible. That that cover is the Sometimes best. Sometimes covers are just, you know. That's the best Necromantic song, is that <laughs> yeah, Rancid cover. It is. it is. Just like how the best, uh, what's that, that band, sub cover, uh, the best sub song is a Rancid cover. The motion, uh, not the motions, uh, Tattoo. Tattoo. Yeah. I, I, I see, I like motions more than Tattoo, but. Yeah. Um, so with the addition of Eddie Hunt on keyboards, they hit the studio with Larry Hibbett, the guitarist for post-hardcore group Hundred Reasons, mm-hmm. to create that a more radio-friendly, indie rock-influenced, yet still muscular album. Also makes sense. It was finally released in 2007 and was preceded by a final tour in the UK. The band would get back together for several reunion dates in the coming years, but as far as they were concerned, Cap Down met its end in 2007, a mere 10 years after forming. So just a couple quotes here about this last record before we listen to it. Jake said, I think it will naturally appeal to a wider range of people. We've got criticism in the past for going out and playing with bands that aren't obviously the same type of band as us, but I really believe strongly in giving people a chance to hear different types of music. I'm not pretentious or precious about the music that we make, and if anyone is into it for whatever reason, whether they like one melody, the lyrics, or just one song or whatever, then I'm happy with that. And that's the most important thing to us, I think. And then Boob said, 
because we have to hear from him about every record. <laughs> Boobs he, has a lot of opinions. He's got a lot of opinions about all of his records. Uh, yeah, growing older, having kids, being sick of some aspects of being in a band, Jake wanted to study it and be home for his family. Creatively, I think we were writing, trying to change our sound, and as we grew older, felt it like we were trying to bring people with us, which kind of led to us subconsciously compromising what we wanted to do. For at least the first half of Cap Down, we were the same age as and grew up with our audience. Then younger people got into the band and we started to develop our sound. It just seemed people wanted textbook ska punk. Although we loved the music we were, we made, we weren't going to mass produce music we didn't want to make just to sell records or be successful. So let's play <laughs> Keeping Up Appearances and then I from just the album Wind Up Toys. They're like, people just want textbook ska punk. I'm like, that Rancid song is great. <laughs> Well, we are who we are. I'm sorry. Cap down. Sorry, we can't be better for you. Specifically me. So I gotta say, listening to this album last night, I was playing some Tetris and doing the listening, and immediately I picked up that this was um, a more accessible. It was a, a lot of the songs are written to be more accessible, but at the same time, the it's album good. as a whole was written to be more experimental. Yeah, I feel like this is good. You can I understand like the lyrics like much more, much more. Yeah, you can yeah. sing along to it a lot. Yeah, sing it. Super Dennis Lixon, the international yes. noise conspiracy, like this, the way yeah. that he's singing, and so to me, I'm like, I'm in. Also, this album as a whole, it has, um, it flows similarly to the way Jake Punk does. does. Yeah. yeah. So this is my. Yeah. I like this. This I like is the song. Yeah. We also, also need to the talk way about that, like, the vocal effects are like has to be similar to like Dennis Blixen's sound. What do you mean? Like, the, there has to be some sort of like effect or whatever on uh, like the vocal. Oh, the way it's produced. Yes, yeah. the way yeah, it's yeah. produced it's, has that this same is sound. We talk about more. the gap between Pound for a Sound and Wind Up Toys as well. Was like, that six years, years or four years? Oh, uh, no, no. Six, well, four years between Act Your, Act Your Rage and That's the EP. This, yeah. And the, yeah okay. so the EPs came out in 03, and then this came out in 07. Right. Before you ask me about this, I'm going to quote someone who's much more authoritative on the matter than myself, because I tweeted that I was doing some revision of Capdown and Joe Tilston from Random Hand retweeted it. And he put, put, Wind Up Toys is such a criminally underrated album. The The Scarcore scene completely gaslit the band into thinking it was a bad album it's brilliant to me it felt like a totally understandable progression of the ingredients that made cap down special and he summed it up perfectly so yeah i wanted to just that That makes me feel bad for cap i read that before i listened to the album Mm, and as i was listening to the album i was like i absolutely understand like i see where he's coming from I, i if i put myself in the time frame, I I likely would have been too young to really get it. Yeah. And I would have been one of those people that was like, eh, oh. I don't really like this album. But looking back, I totally yeah. I think I, I would have liked this album 100%. at the time because it sounded like Shape and I was so, obsessed with Shape of Punk Comp. If yes. I think of where I was in my cap down life, uh I since I only got into them around 0405, uh, and I was just listening to those full lengths, Pound for a Sound and Civil Disobedience. I obviously was like all in that there was a new cap down coming in 2007. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it. And my first opinion was, oh, boy, this is not for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was I like, was, this is very modern. I was, very pop- I, yeah. was, I was 20 and I got it on CD. Um, and I had it on in my car all the time. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I would say that there's there's not 
after listening to him back to back over the last week, I'd say that there's not those iconic sax riffs that there yeah, were right. in the first yeah, album. Not, the not much sax on that yeah. third record. But a lot yeah. of people are going, oh, it's not, it's not really a Scar album. There is plenty of Scar in this album. It's just mm-hmm. hidden yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. So you don't notice it as much. But it's They're a great just, album. It's just and it doesn't come out the traps flying like um, those first two albums do. But the first album is still banging and it still sets that precedent for the rest of the album which is what the first two albums did. So I think Joe might have said as well, like people should have seen what was coming from the singles that they're releasing up to it as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Like even actor rage had a lot of like elements that we hear in this record too. Like two years after their, their, their last full length, they were doing something different. Yeah. And you can hear them try to evolve somewhere and you can't expect them to just make the same music over and over again. That like, especially from where they came from, they were eventually going to want to do something different. And being the kind of band that they were, they were clearly like a forward thinking band right from the get go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's the problem. What other thoughts did you have on uh, wind up toys there, Celine? Hmm. What were you going to say, Craig? Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say is that the problem is that when you release two albums back to back and then you don't release anything for ages, your audience is building up. up expectations, yeah, and they're gonna think, "Oh, cool, new cap down." They're gonna release exactly what they released in that twelve-month period. Basically, they released right. their first albums, but like bands get older, and they that's mature not and fair. They it's not a fair. Mm-hmm. No, 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 not at all. It's a fucking good album. Like I was trying to put like the standout tracks of each album, but like even on that album with the people giving the criticism that it did when it first came out, like I remember the criticism that that album got. There's fucking great songs, like amazing songs. There's no skips on that album either. It's like, anyway. Yeah. And they had (laughs) singles for the first time. They weren't releasing singles before that. Like this is the first time that they actually had like pre-release and stuff. So yeah, you know, losing their cred is a little probably hard. Uh, that's from sad. that perspective yeah and do, is that why you think they kind of like disbanded after oh for sure like for this record i th- I think like the the poor reception that it got i mean the, the reviews were fine i remember some of them were okay um but it wasn't like critically it's acclaimed. so hard to say i don't know as a 17 year old what i would have thought at the time of it i think it sounds like music i would have listened to i can't really remember exactly being, but I like it now. Wind Up Toys is like the most the most likely al- like album I would listen to. Again. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to be the contrarian. Yeah, and you here. don't like it. No, I oh. checked out. I Whoa! checked out listening to it. Yeah, really? I really couldn't well, find enough. Even to hook even me. now. Yeah, I li- I re-listened really? to it two days ago and I was fully checked out. Right. Right. The scar, no, of course, okay. at the time. I'll tell you. I don't like, know. Maybe just... that's just me, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> I just I can I know that it. Yeah, I know. I I know that the you know. <laughs> the future has been kinder to wind up toys. It's one of those like third records again that people oh, are yeah. like plan of action from the Kingpins mm-hmm. that at the oh, time yeah. people Same hated, thing. but you know, in retrospect, it obviously was a lot more important. Um, and I just couldn't, I just couldn't get sink my teeth into it. Right. Like there was just something missing. Here are CSK's recommendations for that album. Um, Truly dead blood, sweat and fears terms and conditions apply thrash tuesday which i listen to repeatedly oh, so in my car good. So good. Uh, yeah keep it up appearances a community service those out yeah. those songs are the what's ones your that... least what's your least favorite song in the album i don't know i, I can't remember it because i have a, i have one of the, the other singles queued up so let's listen to okay. it okay 
Is, is this your least favorite uh, song oh, on the You hate this song. <laughs> You're fucking dead to me. It feels like a half written I like song. No. The most, it's the most experimental song on the album, in my opinion. From what I remember of the album. You know what it is, though, for you? I bet you anybody. This is the most sublime song. Hip hoppy. This is. No, it's hip hoppy. It's, it's UK hip hoppy. Uh, yeah, but I love UK hip hop. Oh, no. Like, I love yeah. streets. Oh, so, like, yeah, but you. Yeah. Not. Right. Okay. Maybe a little bit over the top there. <laughs> See, I like this. But, like, it's poppy. It's, it's not really a bad poppy. song. Yes. I think. It's not a bad song. It just song. feels half written. Like, this, this chorus it's doesn't. It's toned down. Have... It's stripped down, baby. It's stripped down. I also, yeah, I'm also a Mac. It's stripped down. Yeah, that's also a Mac. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna... to. Respectively dis- like... disagree with you. Okay. Now, right? <laughs> that's fine. I'm allowed. It's allowed. I'm not going to apologize like a British person does. I just going to say, who apologizes more? Yeah, I think Canadian. I'm a little bit. You're a little bit wrong. That's fair. Just passive aggressive Commonwealth. The fact that you can't listen to this album is a little bit, little bit much. I will say that. It isn't that I couldn't listen to it. I did listen. (laughs) What did you say though? What did you say a minute ago? I said I was checked out while. Yeah, you checked out. (laughs) (laughs) I have never seen Craig so aggressive. His eyes have had a like crazy. We've been on the same page this whole whole time. time. We've been just like bonding over our love of Cap Down. I'm like, yeah, that third record's not my favorite. He's like, what the fuck? It's it's like that's actually fucked up, man. I'll put it into perspective. It's like the order of my favorite records go in the order that they were released. So Simba Speeds is top, Panther Sound, One at Toys. But it's not to say that it's not. You didn't say unlistenable. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what you said originally. <laughs> but there's like no standout tracks or like yeah that's a little bit but... he real big fished white noised oh yeah oh, I, snap. I, yeah i white noised a little bit yeah Ooh, i like no. keeping up appearances yeah that's I, a great song thrash yeah. tuesday or whatever the fuck it was like that was it's the one i was listening 15. yeah but you... yeah i was i was listening i was playing a video game and i was listening to it and i was like what the fuck is this song and yeah i, I feel like it was check. like surprising enough to keep me interested yeah it's true. I they like were that. like doing. It's not as like like a straight mm-hmm. like punk punk infused album. Like yeah. there's a lot of like and I, I liked parts. I liked all the dub. Um, as as you were saying, Craig. Like I think I think there's less ska songs on this record yes. and more ska parts. It's not as hardcore either. Like like I said, yeah. that, it doesn't come out of the traps flying. There's not that 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 drumming in any, yeah, in any fast, of these songs yeah, apart yeah. from Thrash Tuesday. And I think, like Joe said, I think that put a lot of people are thinking, oh, they're going to release like another album, like Civil Disobedience or but No, it's like, that's what happens when you get older. It's like, you know, it, it's a more mature sound, I feel like, personally. That's... Totally. You know, I'd agree. I would agree. Yeah. I would say that maybe mixing-wise, I prefer the first two albums. Again, not an expert. <laughs> but <laughs> on on that sort of stuff but i like the way that the first two albums sound more i, I think how loud the drums were on the first two albums yeah the drums i think were, yeah, I, I, better, I, yeah. I don't know on this album for sure drums, because i'm an expert but drums. like um the saxophone feels like it's got a lot of effects on it in yeah, the yeah. it is in yeah. and i don't like that so much personally 
Yeah, there's one track on this album that has. It sounds uh, like guitar lead, but it's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, It's distorted and stuff. And honestly, I was I I was thinking to myself, I would prefer just the regular sax. Yeah, like he could be playing the exact same thing, and I would rather it without the effect. But it was like a small criticism for a pretty fantastic record for me. Yeah, same. (laughs) It's like I wish there was probably those more um, iconic sax things, and that the sax sounds overproduced. Like it doesn't need to sound like that the first two albums i feel like if i'm trying to mix a saxophone in stuff that i'm doing i want it to sound like the cap down sax because i just think that in those first two albums it sounds fucking phenomenal like it just punches you in the face basically yeah wow. but they weren't looking for a punch in the face this time around They're looking I guess. for a pound first yeah, yeah. It, again yeah. it goes with the music i guess but still like it like i said to joe just now like in places it sounds like a guitar lead with effects on it it's like I, mm-hmm. I was like is that a saxophone or is that a guitar it's like again i keep saying this I'm not a fucking expert i'm fucking <laughs> guess that horn yeah, yeah. Guess that sax horn. guitar <laughs> guitar sax i don't know guitar again there's people much more um qualified to talk about that sort of stuff than me <laughs> you're you're the exact qualifications that we need yeah i was gonna say we yeah. don't, I, 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 i'm talking yeah, about it is they're not answering our questions. I'm, I'm talking you're about it as a fan of capdown like they are one of my all-time favorite bands and always will be yeah and <laughs> yeah and me me too as much as i'm like not a fan of this particular record like Capdown was very formative of me listening to ska music and getting more underground. And it was probably the entry point for me into UK ska music in general. Cause after this, I just, yeah, I was listening to fucking yeah. like Zen baseball. Even for me, it's, it's the same. It's like seeing that, um, seeing them and King prawn is like that opened up the next new world to me with UK ska punk. And then I went down that rabbit hole and basically oh and um, sponge i should say I, I, I sponge was also a huge for me yeah at one point. i had yeah. people showing me american bands that you're all listening to probably like streetlight manifesto it was like i didn't hear that till of them until later on because i was listening to cap down and sponge and Lightyear. and we yeah, heard that right. like as it was like oh we yeah that was 22 yeah. was coming out streetlight manifesto yeah. when that first record came out that's was why it's interesting to talk important. about uk like, bands i'm like i guess i just wasn't like, exposed yeah. Yeah. Personally, you were exposed. Uh, I well, I dug in for it. I was too busy listening yeah. to the expo. No, I'll say it before and I'll say it again. UK ska punk should be much bigger in the US than what it is. Like, I think that if people heard it, they would I, love it. Yeah, we're, I don't. We're trying. I, we're trying. I, I, I try. Yeah. Like when I first started making music and doing this, I thought, oh, no one is going to listen to my fucking stupid shit. But I might get to talk to some Americans and tell them about how good our scene is over here and and this is a just as a yeah. as a tip off the episode following when this one comes out will be a uk ska punk primer so will it yeah yeah right yeah yeah right we're doing a right. uk busy. ska month so uk ska month and you didn't ask me to be onto that <laughs> you are it's a, a trombonist oh it's a okay. yeah. Yeah, and you, you, you're our part of the month, no one's invited of. but like, yeah uh, i plan on i plan on giving you my list so and, that you can curate it and <laughs> i've always worried like because i talk about uk ska punk all the time and whatnot is that people think that i'm brown nose in the bands over here because my brain is stupid and that is generally because that is what i grew up on and that is what i love and i feel that more people should listen to it for these reasons is that a i think 
personally, and I might get hate for this, is much more experimental than the U- US stuff. Oh yeah, 100%, like, way more, way like more. Popes, yeah. even the faintest idea dropping fucking drum and bass riffs in their new albums, like I think even Jerry put it out goes, no wonder Craig likes it with that like liquidy bass fucking shit that's going on. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, j- I just love it. That's basically it. It's just a passion for it. It's like, it's what I grew up on and what influences I feel me. Like, I feel like more experimental, more aggressive. Oh, more aggressive yes. for sure. More angry yeah. for sure. Well, and, and that's It's gray and miserable here. So we're always like, yeah. it's not like we're in <laughs> yeah, sunny exactly. California where it's sunny all the time and everyone's happy. The 100%. sun sets at like 3.30 p.m. here. Yeah. Like in the winter. It, yeah. We're also it's not happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it rises at like 10 a.m. So, so you're coming out of your January depression now as well. That's why thinking... DB Punk is big here. <laughs> and in Sweden. Exactly. And yeah. Because yeah. it, it's getting dark. It gets dark here at like 4.30. Because I think yeah. we're maybe a little bit more southern than you are. But yeah, it's fucking miserable, isn't it? Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> So that will, that brings us to the end of this time, Skoshin. I'm going to leave it up to you guys. I have a game. Do we want to do the game, or are we feeling like we we did enough today? It's pretty long. It's but pretty what's long. How fun and <laughs> how fun is the game? Fun, it's, <laughs> it's, and it's I hope short. they're not tap down questions okay. because they're too honest. I'm no. fucking shit at quizzes. No, you might you might be. Bad As we all know. Um, okay. Okay. Let's just do it. a real speed round. Speed, speed round of this round. game. Okay. It's called Let It Mix. In this game, Celine, Craig, and Joey will be given a list of progressively more difficult clues <laughs> to ascertain that. a famous band that is a portmanteau of two words. Oh, I like this. Example, Cap Down is a portmanteau of capitalist downfall. Okay. So buzz in with your name or buzz or ska or whatever. Get it right, get a point. Port-manteau. Just like to say that I was very dyslexic as a child oh. and portmanteau okay. is a word that triggers me because um is a word that i could not spell and i remember i remember having to um i had to have special lessons after my school outside of school and one of the words was portmanteau i could never spell it but look at you now still can't spell i don't know if you've seen the tweets (laughs) (laughs) give a shit i'm not fucking paying elon for an edit yeah i don't know if you know but attainment doesn't start with e that's the point it's alliteration isn't it? <laughs> a, a for effort what? effort starts oh, with I thought it was a for effort e for attainment e, yeah a effort and attainment starts with e i got, a, I got you yeah this is a real portmanteau hey, hey craig um if was you I get a for- failing grade hold on if you get a failing grade in elementary school there do you get an e or an f um i would have got an f but when i did my gcse's which is like um the grades you get before you go to college mine were all c's and d's i point this out now that i do web design for a living and my fucking it teacher put me in for a foundation paper which means that the <laughs> only grade i could have got was a c and i'm pretty sure he only did that because i fucking knew more than him <laughs> <laughs> all right let's do this here's the first one 80s indie rock darlings that combined world music alternative country and even ska Big wreck. 80s indie rock darlings. Oh, yeah. yeah, indie rock in the 80s. Yeah. That's what I'm confused in the about. 80s. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. More. I need more. Okay. Need yeah, more. Need okay. When they weren't showing you pictures of matchstick men, they were taking some unsavory folks <laughs> to the bowling 20. alley. Matchbox 20. Match- the 80s. 80s. I don't fucking know. I fucking hate this shit. Every time we have I a know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a clue. Okay. What's happening? Picnic, picnic vehicle. 
Here's the two words. Here's the two words. Picnic vehicle plus classical musician. Basket Mozart. So close. Picnic vehicle. Like basket. basket Beethoven. Basket Beethoven. 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 Obviously, we don't know this man. I don't know any Beethoven's. Beethoven's basket. Picnic Beethoven. Camper Van Van Beethoven. Beethoven. Oh, I don't know. I've never heard of this band. Oh, they had a a ska song called Border Ska. And they had a song called Taking the Skinheads Bowling. Oh. Oh, I know that song. (laughs) Yeah. I don't. Um. So yeah, camper van. Do you get it? Van Beethoven. Camper van. Camper van. I get. I get the portmanteau. (laughs) I've just never heard of the band before. I've heard of them. I've literally never heard. We got to do a trombonist on them because okay, that's fun. I like their name. Um, neo psychedelic band that has released some twenty one albums since nineteen ninety five and still counting. Fish. Joey. Joey. Joey Ska. Yeah. King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. Since 1995. I think you jumped the gun oh, on that. <laughs> I don't think that's a portmanteau of anything. Okay. I, I keep, just, there are a lot keep of going. Okay. Keep going. Gain notoriety for their documentary rivalry with another band. Oh. <laughs> Why is this on the tip of my tongue? Rolling, <laughs> Rolling Stones member plus cult incident. <laughs> Charles uh, Manson. Uh, Joey, yes. Brian uh, Jonestown Massacre. Yes, Joey got it. Is that a is that a Brian Jonestown Massacre? Yes. I don't know these bands. Brian Jones. I'm with you, Celine. I understand the portmanteau. (laughs) The portmanteau is not the issue. I just haven't heard of these bands. (laughs) How long do you think Rob spent trying to find these fucking bands? there's like a website that I'm just happy to, you know what I'm happy to see my brother happy and, and also I watched the movie Dig <laughs> oh, and, and that was on there and it's an incredible documentary uh, oh yeah I about the it. the feud about the feud yeah about the feud right um neo psychedelic band that had released twelve <laughs> albums since 1990 look at that yeah. gained gain notoriety for their documentary rivalry with another band. Uh, the other one I don't know who the other band was though. <laughs> yeah That's I don't know the Dandy Warhols oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Though there was two portmanteau okay. bands. Whoa, that that's were in- okay. That is interesting. That, to be fair to you, that is interesting. Dandy or that's smart. All right, here's that was, another one. You're smart. Vancouver, <laughs> Vancouver's own two-piece garage punk noisemakers, active since the height of this style in the late 2000s. Not the Kills. They're not even from Vancouver. I thought you were going to attempt it because I don't fucking know what's going on. Um, one part classic rock one part punk uh the band nearly didn't exist until pitchfork noticed them this was a famous thing that happened in the late 2000s i don't i don't know i should know this but that i I feel like i will know this country in asia cyborg country in asia cyborg all I can think of is mad capsule market i I feel like i'm gonna be mad and i do know who you're talking about Japan droids. Oh, okay. Japan yeah. droids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Rob is smart, <laughs> but we're uh, not. That's his fatal what's, uh, error. What's Japan droids song? What's what's the song? I don't know. I like their album. The, yeah, I, yeah, I've, I've heard if you like their them, album, you'd probably pretend that he's heard them. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, because no, no, I like so. There's Japan droids, the White Stripes, the Black Keys. It was all, they yeah, they're all kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I just—I I honestly couldn't sift Japan Droids out from that crowd of bands. Death from Above. I, I, I could pick out a Death from Above I, song. Yeah. I still yeah. listen to Death from Above. Yeah. Romantic rights or whatever. Yeah. 
I saw them one time when uh, they played with Nine Inch Nails. It was great. Your company. And they were uh, the theme song for uh, what was that sketch show? Human Giant. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fun. New York's own two-piece garage punk noisemaker is active since the height of this style in the late 2000s. Sorry, I, I'm just doing I'm just doing a repeat. Um, anyway, so this this is the other band that had almost the same name. I'm just gonna skip to this part. It's a country in Asia. Big Cat. Vancouver too. No, New York. New York. Oh, right, Japanther. That. Japanther. Hey. What? That's a fun name. They Got played out. on top of the Williamsburg Bridge one time. I still don't know who they are. Japanther. <laughs> Okay, Celine, Celine, pay attention to this one. I have been. Jam band, been jam band extraordinaire. Fish. Celine yes. fish, Celine fish, Celine fish, Celine fish, Celine fish, Celine fish. Did you know that's a portmanteau of the no. guy's name plus <laughs> No, but I'm happy. <laughs> no. That's, that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Did I win? I'll do one more. I'll do one more. There's one more. Electro funk band from the 80s that were contemporaries of Rick James and Cameo. Oh, um, like <laughs> who was like who? What's the who's the um, George Clinton Parliament? No, not Parliament. even the 70s. No. Oh. What did the, you say? 80s. Um, oh, I know it's not. A, I want to say Zap and Roger, but that's oh, not so a, close. That's not a portmanteau, but it's got to be one of those people, they, right? They take the joystick cool and the they gang? let it whip. No, cool the gang? cool in the gang? Oh. Devo. No, nope. <laughs> no, that's about whips too, though. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's not cool in the gang. Keep no. going. Uh, it's give it to danceable us. <laughs> plus a type of cool cat music. <laughs> Something jazz? Yeah, so close. What was the first one? Danceable. Danceable? What do you mean danceable? What do you like? Undance? Groovy jazz? Groovy jazz? Danceable, Rob. Thank you, Craig. The Daz Band, which is danceable jazz. Daz. Oh my god. (laughs) What about jazz with a D or something? (laughs) I know that's what they did. (laughs) And they let it it whip. Uh, I also put Ringo Death Star on there, but that would have been too confusing. Um, That was Beetle. Star Wars WMD. <laughs> All right, who who won? Uh, me. I got two. Right. Good job, Joey. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> that was a rough one. <laughs> I tried to do it fast. All right, I need to wait. I go. I need to wait again. Classic. No, no, you're too much. We're done. We're done. No, we're done. Okay. You get to close off. Yeah, we, we get to close yeah, off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We might as well finish. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Craig. Thanks. What have you got to plug? Um, it's not been announced at the time, but I am going on a mini. England tour with JKB Conspiracy, Andy B in the world, Conan Colin, and Till I'm Bones in April. Um, yeah, yes. out, so check the posters on the internets. Um, it'll be a t- pinned tweet, I'm sure. But there's like, there's two weekends at the start of April. Um, there's Free Dates North and Free Dates South. There's a warm up show and Stop the Presses will be there. Oh, I love Stop the Presses. Yeah. And then in October, very far away, I know, but on the 12th, I might be back on back then. I'll plug it again. I'll be in Reading with Unfunfair, We Know John, Tape It Shut, uh, Mahomies in Filthy Militia, yeah. Rare Guard, yeah. Snippet, and the Hot Rockets. Hell yeah. We'll still, be reposting that stuff. Yeah. And if it's going out in October, I'm, you're going to be on for Heptember anyway, so it's all good. Hup, hup. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Checker Pass Pod, or send us an email at checkerpasspod at gmail.com. To support the pod and get bonus content, including a full-length and unedited video of this episode, sign up for the Checkerhead Patreon at patreon.com slash checkeredpast. We also have merch available at checkeredpast.ca. Checkered Pass is edited by Ariane, engineered by Joey. That's me. And our Scott associate producer is Chris Reeves. Until next time, I'm Rob. Celine. And Joey. And in the immortal words of Capdown, I'm so sick and fucking tired of progress being delayed when the cause of delay is based on nothing but shit. <laughs>